This podcast is brought to you by Doghouse Systems, elite gaming PCs engineered by gamers and for gamers. Use code TGIF to get a free weekend confirmed t-shirt and a $30 credit for slashloot.com. Go to www.doghousesystems.com to see what system is right for you. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. We can confirm. Ignition. Liftoff. Liftoff. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Happy PlayStation 4 Arrival Day! This is Weekend Confirmed. My name is Garnet Lee. Great to uh, be here in your ears. Imagine me right now sitting cross-legged right by, I'm probably like in the entryway of my apartment, like in that little art, you know, there's like a little entryway by where my closet door is. It holds like shoes and stuff. And I'm sitting there like, okay. It's coming. Open, 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 open. Open, 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 open. Where are you? I'm like hitting refresh every five seconds on UPS. Like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I got the text update thing that you can do now on Amazon. Yeah, it's like. Has it started messaging you yet? Yeah, I was like, it has shipped. It left Arizona. Yeah. Who knew our, our PlayStation 4s were all sitting in Arizona. Yeah. Hopefully they were like, you know, enjoying the dry heat. I don't know. No idea. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited. You know, the last time I got a brand new, well, I guess Wii U has, has been in the interim, but the last time I got a... Don't you diss Wii U like that. No. Not when you were going to talk about Wii U games today. No, I, I'm not dissing Wii U, but I'm saying that the last, you know, last generation mm-hmm. when it started, you were in my ears then as well when I was camping oh. out on the street in front of Best Buy. Wow. Very glad that we have progressed technologically so I don't have to do that anymore. And I yeah, can just... camping out. The, the whole camping out thing is fun if you're into it, but we, you know, and unless you're like, unless you're gung ho to go do that for the experience of it, actually having to do it to get the product because that's the only way to get the product yeah. is a whole other thing. And I right. mean, I don't, I don't miss that at all. Anyway, that's Jeff Kanata right there. Very happy to be back. Everybody. How did the, uh, how the shoot go? It was, it was fun. I had a scene with, um, with, uh, William H. Macy and, uh, uh, Joan Cusack. Ooh. That's, yeah. How exciting. Mind exploding, man. Yeah. That is so awesome. Uh, very short. Don't blink. You might miss Still, it. that's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, Congrats, bro. Congrats. We have lots to talk about today. I'm sure you are excited to catch up on things. I see yes. you have some uh, Nintendo tidbits. We got some so BlizzCon excited. coming. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. And then uh, next to him, uh, Miss Andrea Renee here. Hello. She brought the refreshments and the fiery red hair. That's she right. Did. I like to come prepared for Weekend Confirmed, especially when attitude. it's going to get pretty heated, I think, later. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Are you, is, are you promising something here? What no promises, just predictions. Right. She's coming out with some strong opinions about the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, someone, <laughs> someone is already <laughs> typing the post, oh God, I wonder how much Microsoft paid her to come in and talk <sighs> about Xbox today. Exactly. How much they, did they? They paid me lots of money. Yeah? Yeah, thousands. You should not even tease about that. <laughs> okay. Teasing about that is yeah. not people, the people right People will move. think I'm being serious. You're right. Yeah. There's no emoticons For on, the record, on audio. I did not get paid to talk about anything on Weekend Confirmed or in life. I've Guys. never gotten paid to talk about anything Except for Gamefly that one time. Oh, God, let's not go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for those of you who don't know, no, Garnet and I no, were in a commercial no. together. You can watch it on YouTube. No, Is you, it on the YouTube? No, you can't. Yes, you can. We no. do. We do. Turn it up right now. <laughs> no, you cannot. Please. Search. <laughs> you're, you're trouble. I, yes, you know this. We've anyway. been doing this show now. Can you believe I've been on the show for over two years now? That's crazy talk. Wow. I know, it's so exciting. It is exciting. And at the end of the table, Shaq News next-gen expert, Andrew Yoon. 
Uh, I'm so tired. You know? <laughs> he has not said three words since he walked into this room. And That's you can true. just see he's got that Snoopy kind of hunched over, sad, droopy dog. He has, look. though, been to New York, acquired a PlayStation 4, played it successfully, um, gone through Killzone, yeah. gone through Knack. My goodness. What else? And that played? was just Tuesday. I, I also played Need for Speed Rivals. Excellent. Um, oh, I love that game. It's a really excellent game. Uh, and. I haven't really slept much. People, people uh, tuned into my Twitch stream last night uh, as I was trying to beat Knack, and uh, you were actually twitching. Uh, and yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, but and I think I finished it around like six a.m. this morning. Uh, oh my gosh! And I was like amazed that there were still people watching me, like really just like just mumbling into the microphone, and being like, "Yeah, this is this is still Knack. <laughs> <laughs> this is." This is still mad. <laughs> so back in the back in the back in oh the day boy. when uh, when I was still with Electronics Boutique and uh, it was the PlayStation One era, there was this game called Legend of Lagaya. Great game. Yeah, and I used to make uh, I used to make uh, tapes. Yes, VHS tapes. Harken back to the South Park. But I was South just Park. gonna say, how great was that oh my episode? God, so good. Oh my god! But that was one. That was one of the best lines of it. VHS like, tape. It's gonna make yeah. <laughs> Xbox is gonna make PlayStation look you know, like uh, VHS like Betamax. Betamax. He's like, what's Betamax? Exactly. I like I was like, what's, what's VHS? <laughs> Winter is coming. Oh my god! How great was that? that was my, great. my other favorite line from that episode was, uh, "Don't pre-order a game. You're just waiting for some idiots in in California to finish it." And he goes. What do you get when you when you pre-order a game? A, a dick, dick in, in your, your mouth. mouth. I was like, oh my god, it's NeoGAF. It's NeoGAF it's writing. It's the stick of truth, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know, and that was totally self-referential. It's hilarious. Oh, dude, they were so they were pretty spot on. They yeah. were pretty. Those guys spot on. are geniuses. Geniuses. So yeah, anyway, long story short is that I used to make these tapes to run in my stores because you know these stores. And I was like, oh, this will be a good, good, fun thing. I like play games. And I was wearing myself out like that as well. And I was playing Legend of Gaia, and I was in the store afterwards. And my friend Kynan, you know, you met Kynan, sure. who now works. Um, uh, oh, he moved to Blue Point. He's working at Blue Point. But I've been in Halo with three four three and at Retro before that. Uh, he, he comes and he goes. He goes. So uh, he's like, did you fall asleep while you were playing Gaia? I'm like, no, I don't think so. He's like. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. And he points up at the screen. And it's like the character that a playable character is just standing there, and and it's like in its in its uh you know idle animation, tapping its foot, <laughs> standing there tapping its foot, tapping its foot. He's like, yeah, this goes on for like an hour. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's exactly. I was like, wanted to do that. Well, I wanted you to see what the screen looked like. I <laughs> totally had this in mind from the from the get go. Have you ever had that? I mean, I, I'm sure that this has happened to lots of folks before. Have you ever had that where you're like trying to play a game or like playing a game you're really enjoying and just sort of like realize that you've fallen asleep while you're playing a game? Well, we did the, um, just recently there were guys were doing the 24 hour gaming marathons. It was awesome yeah. for Extra Life. And we did that several years for uh, TRS. And one of one of my favorite memories of doing that show was have, we were all playing um, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You know, it's the top down beat em up. Yeah, yeah. Four players at once. Alex and Dan and I and Dan just kept nodding off like 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 a kitten in a kitten video. We just kept nodding <laughs> off, and we we and Alex and I would be playing, and this was like we had like three hours left to go to do the twenty four hour marathon. We were in the home stretch, and we would be playing, and all of a sudden Dan's character, like Mister Fantastic or whatever, would just be like walking into the wall, just <laughs> just his walk animation just into the wall, and we look over, and Dan was asleep, and his thumb was still on the stick. <laughs> and like Dan, wake up, come on. 
Power I on. I can't believe that ever happened to you. World. I can remember it happened to no. me in World of Warcraft too. I can remember. Really? It yeah, I can remember like being up till like you know five o'clock in the morning or whatever, doing <laughs> doing a a WoW raid, and at the end of the raid, just being like, oh, hey, hey what? <laughs> I've fallen asleep playing games before. Yeah. Well, I came on. Remember when I came on TRS and talked about um, the Rockstar game? L.A. Noir. Oh yeah, I fell asleep three times. Oh yeah, you, can, that you told game. that story on the show too. Yeah, that's funny because it's you're so like, I slow. Didn't like it. <laughs> you're like, I'm looking at their expression to see if they're long. <laughs> <laughs> Done over it. So that didn't happen with Knack. So there you go. Bonus thumbs up for Knack. Not calling you to fall asleep. I've only fallen asleep in one game. What was that? And that's the uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I think really? Oblivion. No, no, actually, it was the one before that. Morrowind, I think I can't, I can't, I can't really remember anymore. <laughs> it was, it was, it was called Elder Scrolls Sleepy Time. <laughs> dream, pretty much dream world. Pretty. All, all I remember is I, I got on my horse and then uh, I woke up with to like uh, someone on Xbox Live being like, "Dude, you, like you haven't, you haven't responded in like an hour. Are you okay?" <laughs> like, I just like <laughs> drooled. Okay? just like uh, covering the right side of my face. I'm like, God, that game is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> See, everyone was so happy, by the way. By the way, you missed a great show last week. You I haven't listened, listened to it. I was everyone, fantastic. I, I'm s- Everybody loves it when I'm not here. It's the best shows. It's not that they love it. Everyone always says, here. best shows ever. Best show ever. Jeff wasn't hit there. Spicer Thank, thank By the way, happy birthday, Christian Spicer. Oh, yes. Happy birthday, Christian. It's when he, by the time he hears this, it'll be long past. Yeah, it's all right. We should still tell him happy birthday. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got lots to catch up on. Andrew has done a ton of PS4, and we're going to ignore that for right now, but not for the whole show. I'm just teasing you guys to get a little rise out of you. But I do want to talk first quickly about, about yeah, ooh, a little rise. Yeah. Hey-o. I don't know. I got to dial something on a rotary phone. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, you see, we're, we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Is it a rise out of you or is it a dead rising out of you? I don't know. Anyway. Neither of them have any signs of life. <laughs> oh, oh well, see, no. that's not yeah, that's not nice. And it counts. <laughs> it's just okay. not true. Anyway, what are we talking about uh, first? BlizzCon. BlizzCon. I, I was at that. And I that's went happy. There. It was very happy. You said there was a roar in the crowd when they announced. There were several big roars. The biggest roar of the entire show was. Uh, yeah, we just announced that we're uh, taking the auction house out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The crowd goes crazy. <laughs> of course they did. I was like, I- I've never heard anyone announce the removal of a feature to bigger applause. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. Vindication, Garnet Lee. Vindication. I already said, I mean, everyone posted about this much. I don't, I I don't feel vindicated. I just feel like, I, I, wish, I wish that they had been more open to listening and had thought it through more when they designed it. I'm sure it had, I, I recognize the intent. I think that they had the best in, of intentions and that it just, it kind of became its own thing internally as yeah. they were working on it. And it's, it is what it is. Well, I have to say. Done and dusted and I could not be more happy playing Diablo on well, PlayStation. The stuff that's coming with the expansion, Reaper of Souls. Looks pretty good. Real good. Mm-hmm. And they are doing a lot of stuff to reinvigorate that game. Um, so if you think that the game was damaged by the auction house, a lot of us do, uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about. Well, I'm going to go back to my demon hunter. So I'm going to go back to my demon hunter on PC. Once Mm -hmm. the auction house and the loot drop table is rebalanced until then, I'm going to keep playing my wizard on PlayStation three because the wizard is, it works great. Yeah. Anyone, I mean, we talked about this already, but it plays really, really well on console. And they had a bunch of PS4 versions up playable for people there. It's going to take for forever. 
You know the it way probably it, will, but I mean, Reaper of Souls was. I like how Pardo even jokes well. about that. He's like, "Well, we're gonna have a beta here this winter for uh for the for the MOBA game, the name of which just flew out Heroes of my brain. Of the storm. Here, here's of the storm. Yeah, and he's like, but you know that might be you know January or February, the Blizzard time. I'm like, God, yeah. you guys even you're are not like, allowed to make fun of that if you are the cause of it. <laughs> you know, it's like you it's get I, on top of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Valve and and Blizzard are are both. They could, they both make fun of the fact that they're all their games take forever, and it's like, yeah, okay, well, but you guys are in control of that. You know that, right? Um, yeah, you remember my old rule about about figuring out a Blizzard launch time? Yeah, add. You, you take the first time you take the first time <laughs> that they announce it, and you take the time between now and then, and you double it. Right. So if they say it's going to be out like you know a year from now, then you immediately double it, and if it's the first time they announce it, you maybe add another fifty percent on top of that. The upside is they they ship really freaking awesome games and they do. Uh, no lie, man. There was tons of stuff at Blizzard at BlizzCon that uh, reinforced what a really awesome company they are and and what care that they take with putting games out. Uh, I think one of the best presentations I have ever seen at any convention was the Hearthstone fireside chat panel, where they basically stepped through the entire design process and explained different iterations and how they came to certain decisions. It was fascinating. And if you get a chance, if you have, um, you know, they had the virtual ticket, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this stuff comes available As you to the who loves in uh, Hearthstone, what was the most interesting thing to come out of that? Cause you played a lot of card, you played a lot of card games. Yeah. What was unique about the way that they developed their card game? Well, it's funny. The things that struck me right after I played Hearthstone and I came on the show and started touting it, uh, were exactly like their design concept like they wanted it to play fast they wanted to take advantage of the fact that it was digital and not on a tabletop um they explained how they came to the arena mode like they wanted to do a drafting mode and they had all these various permutations of creating a digital draft like they had this idea they actually built it in their in their office they put up physical envelopes on the wall of different packets of cards and so that they tried to create this asynchronous draft where you you take a card from packet one and then somebody else comes by later and takes a card from packet one and then you all get to take a card from packet two and put those cards Mm. back and back so they were trying to come up with these ways of making asynchronous draft and then ultimately got down to the point where they're like you know what what's fun about a draft it's it's fun when you choose between three really awesome cards it's not fun to look through six, 10, 12 cards and try to make a decision. And so like, well, let's just do that. And that's how the arena mode came to be. Uh, they, they showed a lot of cards that they originally came up with that didn't work, which is, it's just so fun to be able to see developers talk about that kind of stuff as a, as a fan of the medium. You get an insight into what it's like to come up with these ideas and have to throw them out. Like they had, idea, they had an idea for a card that will flip your opponent's screen upside down. Just nice. to mess with them, just and they're like, not... "Oh, guess what? It's really annoying and terrible, and nobody likes that." So we're taking it. Doesn't the game. Really, and yeah, it doesn't really impact the game. It just yeah. makes it annoying, right? Or another card that um, that every time you mouse over the card, you lose a hit point. <laughs> oh, that's sneaky. Yeah. So it was all these things where they were like, you know, we we're making a game that's for a computer, not for a table. What are ways we can take advantage of that? Yeah, but just I like so where the mind was. I like where the where the thought process was. It was, yeah. it was hey, what can we do that's unique because mm-hmm. of the fact that we're in a different place? Exactly. Which is exactly what you liked about the game, which is cool to see it all kind of come to fruition. Yeah, and and the decision to, you know, ramp up the mana distribution and make it uh, symmetrical for both players all the time. Uh it, it it really that's a very powerful design decision and something that came to really early to speed the game up and make you be able to get those big cards out uh faster um it just was fascinating and that was that was a great panel um but 
a lot of the stuff they're showing for Diablo um, is really exciting. There's this adventure mode that's going to be in the new the new expansion that changes the whole game. You can access any area in the in the uh, campaign at any time. You don't have to go through from start to finish linear, linearly, uh, which is really interesting. And you'll start getting these quests that'll just have you going to different parts of the game. So you'll get a quest that says, you know, kill seven of these dudes or go here and discover this, you know, random dungeon and go to the bottom of it or whatever. And uh, so it, it basically opens the game up and you don't have to just keep running through the campaign mode over and over and over again to keep playing it. it it'll give you more dynamic. So, you know, I'm interested to see how people respond to that, mm-hmm. because one of the things that Diablo players have learned to love is the is the whole sense of familiarity of running of running the level. I mean, right. you you knew, I mean at least for me, especially in Diablo 2, there was this sense of progression that built because you've gone through it so many times that you sort of knew what was coming next, you knew what was coming next and you were sort of thinking about, okay, now how am I building my character right now mm-hmm. so that I can be in position, you know, you know, 10 levels down the line with the weaponization that I want, with the skill set yeah, that I want. Yeah, to be ready for Act 4 Inferno mode, whatever. Right. But that's still in the game. You, you can, can still, still play got that it. way. Yeah, you can just have this other mode where you're, where they, the thing they kept saying is- It's not have, disruptive, it's, a di- it's additive. Additive, right. Yeah, and they cool. have, they ha- they said, oh, we have all these randomization systems in our game. We have loot randomization. We have level design randomization. Why not take that to its logical conclusion and allow you to jump into any area and have it be random and, and be loot, uh, loot um, specific to your yeah 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 uh, loot loot appropriate is the word I mean to say but it and, and that's awesome I think it just adds variety to the game and makes you not have to be in that loop of just running the campaign over and over um, and there's all these fun new enemies there's an enemy uh, that has like a, a portal on its head and after you beat it after you kill that monster the portal falls off its head and you can go in that portal and it's like a new part of the level cow level. Right. There's a lot of What's up, stuff. cow level? And there's all these like dynamically randomized levels that you can pop into that'll have uh, enemies from Act 1 with enemies from Act 3 with enemies from Act 4, like all just oh, that's jumbled together. Kind of bizarre, but cool. Yeah. And, and there'll be a boss there, like one of the bosses from the campaign mode. But instead of being in his lair where he usually hangs out, he'll just be in this dimension walking around. So- it just it just adds a whole layer of uh, cool. newness to the game, which is really exciting. And plus, all the fun stuff that'll come with an expansion, like that new class and and lots of new weapons and and fun stuff. It it just really looks exciting. Um, and the new WoW expansion looks really exciting too. It, they showed it was a big year for BlizzCon. They took year, last think, year off. And I have to say though, large. for you, Jeff Kanata, I think all I have to say is World of Warcraft expansion, and you would be excited. True. What do you think about this whole thing of being able to create one character or, or I should say elevate one character immediately to the prior cap so you can just bum rush the last 10 levels? Yeah, it's... Is um, that a good thing or a bad thing? What do you think? Well, it's a double-edged sword, obviously. Uh, it's something that is... It, when you get a game this big and with this high level cap, at a certain point, and you keep putting out expansions to it, at a certain point, it's just like, oh my God, I'm never going to start a new character because there's so much time commitment to get him up to where the new fun stuff is. And so I get them going, well, we want to help people get there. And they've had a lot of different ways of doing that in the past, you know, the sort of recruit a friend and all that stuff. But if I, I understand correctly, for the hardcore, it's a, if I understand correctly, the way it works is that you'll, as a, on your account, you'll be able to take one character and jump them immediately to 80. 
90. Could, 90. So you yeah. have one character. It could be your character right now who's 70. Right. Who you haven't played in three or four months or, right. or a year or whatever. You could jump them to 90. Right. Or you could go, you know, create a brand new tune, jump mm-hmm. them right to 90. Exactly. Well, I mean, something like that is only going to benefit, you know, long-term players anyway, because if you're a relatively new player and you're jumping a character to that high level, I mean, you're going to be really out of your depth when you're playing anyway. That is true. You would, you, you would, jumping straight from one to 90, if you haven't, if you jumped into the game first time and jumped straight to 90. It'd be, be a little intense. It would be a little intense. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it would be super intense. It would yeah. be overwhelming, I would think. I, I think it's Did a- they talk about how they handle the, how they're going to handle gearing? Because obviously you can you can well, jump the character, but now you know gear is a huge part of that game. Well, that's that's the big thing with expansions is as soon as you walk into the expansion, all that gear that you've been you know trying to get your eye level up in in you know doing raids and everything, all that becomes obsolete instantly because the first green item you get in the new but even area, obsolete when you go from the player who has already leveled themselves to eighty nine. What's the current cap? Ninety five, ninety five. Okay, right? so wh- whoever is already. I don't know. To say, someone who's at the level cap right now is going to be geared at least for that level. If you were say ten levels off, even jumping ten levels up at that high of a level would make a big difference in your gearing. Right, but but you as soon as you walk into where the new expansion starts, but it's still better to be on par with your level than to be ten levels under par. Sure, but you're still, it's, yeah, okay, I don't so it's think not a big deal. A problem. Okay, yeah, I don't think it'll be a problem at all. I'm surprised. I was surprised to learn that you hadn't played the uh, Heroes of the Storm. I'm excited for the Heroes of, Heroes of the Storm. I am. I didn't get any hands-on time with it. Ozzy played show. it. Yeah, I and heard from he a lot said of people. He said it's for did. us. It's he basically said it's for you, Jeff Kanata. And he, I think he, I think he meant me too, even though he left me off. <laughs> I mean, well, they do a lot of really smart things, like you have entire team leveling at the same time rather than individuals. So that thing that happens with newbies when you hop into a, a MOBA and everyone is level eight and you're level two, and you're like, "What the hell am I doing wrong?" Uh, <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah exactly uh, it kind of doesn't have that because everybody levels at the same time you're contributing to a pool of XP which is which is I think cool um, it, and it certainly looks very very polished already it's uh, it's a really really good looking game already so I mean it's coming into a crowded space the MOBA space is, is super crowded already but it's Blizzard so. hey look when you're playing a MOBA and you have, you know, Torrens running around and then a StarCraft battlecruiser come across the speed. Pretty awesome. Suddenly I'm I'm even more interested than I've ever been before because yeah. it's just such this crazy cool juxtaposition and the whole idea of the heroes thing really works. Mm-hmm. And I don't how's your League of Legends experiment going? Well, I kind of got sidetracked with fall games, mm-hmm. but um I'm still actively I don't that. think that the MOBA scene is as crowded as you think it is. Oh, I think first person shooter and I think that's super crowded. But I think in MOBAs, there's really only maybe like a handful well, of MOBAs well, but that are successful. May not be crowded. That's the, that's the thing. crowded in the sense that there are huge player bases. It's it's almost like saying a couple of gravity wells that draw all the players in. Yeah, it's right. almost like saying you know jumping into a uh, you know a competitive multiplayer military shooter. It's like uh, yeah. there's a couple that are pretty prominent right now. You of know, of course. So. Uh, I mean, it's the same situation where it's like there's Dota and there's League of Legends, and those are huge pillars. And to to try I mean, to even add even a third Heroes of New Earth had a hard time competing against that. And yeah, that had a pretty good pedigree. Yeah, I think the next up and comer really is Smite from High Res. They're I played a lot. They're of Smite. being pretty active, and they they have a pretty 
good foothold in the esports community now. Well, it's an interesting. Things. There's an interesting difference because it's not that top down view. It's it's that third person view, which I think is different enough to add a little spice, a little flavor. Little flavor. Yeah, but um, anything else out of BlizzCon strike you? Did you have fun? Did you check out the like, cosplayers? Any oh that yeah, time? man. But it's, it's always amazing. Always amazing. There. We have a great cosplay video on the Escapist from um, Max, who I sent Maxwell Song, one of our and, correspondents. And favorite uh, costume out of the group were you? I saw the. I love. Well, there's 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 amazing technical ability, and there's some crazy stuff at BlizzCon. But my favorites are the ones that are clever. And mm-hmm. the most clever one I saw was this guy who was dressed up like the test dummy from Wow. The dummy oh, I you, saw him. Wasn't yeah. he great? And he it was like, really he would do the pose. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the dummy that you can go and test your skills on. And oh, he's got okay. like a little face you, yeah. and he's made out of straw. And he's got, you know, he's got like a wooden sword and wooden shield. And you see them in every town because you can go up and you can, you know, test your rotation on them, whatever. All right, right. Uh, just a very clever idea of a costume. And really, really cool. Do you have a favorite, Andrea? Um, n- No, I don't because there's just so many really great ones. I just... I'm always so in awe of like the amount of detail that Aww. these people um, put into their costumes. Yeah, there's there's like this crazy interaction uh, intersection between geekdom and like arts and crafts. Yeah, that I s- super missed out on. <laughs> like I didn't get that gene of geekiness. <laughs> I did not get. I it. mean, it's a skill set that a lot of people underestimate just how much talent it requires to be a, like a professional cosplayer or, you, you don't or to be like a high end cosplayer. No, yeah. no, no glue I do gun, not. no. I've I I aspire to that, but I am I am just rubbish when it comes to those things. And I think a lot of it. Well, this is a cop out, but I blame a lot of it on my left handedness because when I was a kid and I tried to pick up scissors at school and they were I made know, for right, right people, it was <laughs> messed up. And I just I think I just threw the baby out with the bathwater and said, you know what, arts and crafts are not for me. I'll just put the Elmer's glue on my hand and pretend it's a second skin and peel it off like it's skin. Did you guys <laughs> ever do that? Anybody no, did? never rubber did cement. that. Oh, so fun. Rubber cement. I loved using rubber cement. Yeah. But I also had that left-handed scissor problem. Oh, you're lefty too, right? That's, That's right. right. Mm-hmm. It's the freaking Whenever man you, holding us down is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like with markers and crayons, you you always get your arm black. covered in it because totally you have to black. drag your hand across it. Yeah. Worst. It's the worst. That's why I adopted computers at a really, really young age. <laughs> I was like the only kid that was turning in their papers on, on you know, printed out from a computer with my freaking... You know, dot matrix with, dot the, matri- with, yeah, the with tractors the, tread on the tractor. Exactly. Yes, oh that was the, the best. Fan, what is it called? Fanfold? <laughs> yeah, tractor fan paper or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I would be like, you know, rip it off and hand it into the teacher. I have a I have a paper from like 1992, I think, that I wrote called <laughs> the Information Superhighway. Amazing. And, I, <laughs> and it was like my report on what the future could be when we're all the computers are I connected. I think you need to bring that in and do a dramatic <laughs> reading on the show. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea, actually. <laughs> I have it. A series of tubes. <laughs> a series of tubes. I think you guys would be wowed by my writing you, Futurism, you, you had it down. You were, yeah. you were a budding futurist at the I time. Was, I was. Excellent, excellent. All right, so we will take a little break. When we come back on the other side, we will start getting into uh, this uh, next-gen stuff. Don't worry, though. We still have Nintendo uh, goodness to come from Jeff. I think Andrew oh, yeah. has, has some contribution there as well. So stick around. Weekend Confirmed. We'll be right back. Hey, I'd like to welcome a new sponsor into the Weekend Confirmed crew. That is Doghouse Systems. And if you guys didn't already know, I kind of got a hold of these folks because they made my computer for me, which I actually bought from them yeah me after, too after you turned me on to them jeff yeah. because you got hooked up with them how'd you find them in the first place i don't remember i think i ran into them at pax yeah uh, P- pax prime one year and started talking to them and found they make 
really they make systems for gamers that are tested, that are built to be blazingly fast. And that's what I want. Yeah. If you remember the old school world when, you know, Voodoo was still Voodoo and they were making, you know, high end, powerful gaming machines, custom boutique builds. These guys still do that. They're a boutique out of Dallas. Uh, one of the things that's most impressive to me about mine, which I love when I open it up, is that they still pay super attention to where the wiring runs are. Oh, yeah. And so beautiful. I open up, you know, I used to get really, really particular because I used to build. I, I used to build all the time. And I was a long time coming before I was decided, okay, I'm not going to build anymore. But these guys, yeah, obviously their wiring skills are above mine. And it's got to be because they do it all the time. And they have and awesome, they have awesome form factors. They do the, have really good form factors. Which is, I think is a big thing nowadays for me. I don't want just a big old tower. I like, I got this cool little blue cube that is still packed with power and can play all the hottest games. I, I got the tower. Oh, it's a big cool. Well, it's an awesome that, cooler yeah. master case. But here's the thing is like, whatever you want, they go from, you know, laptops up to full end, you know, mini towers to yeah. to whatever you want you configure it they they have a number of preset builds but if you call them up obviously they're going to work with you to figure out what you want inside of their great warranty support all you know us people who like you know answer the phones and talk to you and yeah. it's like also cool but it comes with this whole binder that mm-hmm. has pretty much everything under the sun you could ever imagine as far as like here's your here's the bible for your computer enjoy playing with it take it home set it up i'm pretty i'm i could not be happier as you might be able to tell to be able to bring someone in as a sponsor that I, you know, I've already done business with that I really like. That we like, both use. That we, we both, both like. genuinely use. So yeah. So Doghouse Systems, uh, they put together a deal for you. If you use the code TGIF, you'll get a free weekend confirmed t-shirt and you'll get a $30 credit on this uh, on this site they have set up called SlashLoot.com. You can go by uh, Doghouse's website. That would be www.doghousesystems.com to check out their systems and see what works for you. All right. Big thanks to Doghouse for joining the group. Look forward Ooh, to let the doghouse. <laughs> that was my dog. That, was, that was a that good dog. I liked it. That's good. All right. So, one. moving into uh, games we've been playing, I just want to catch up briefly and quickly with Ghosts because we talked some last week with Ozzy about Ghosts. And I, right. played, I played it over the weekend, played the campaign, and played multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And I have almost nothing to disagree with Ozzy about. The campaign is, is such a wreck. And I mm-hmm. and it, and it makes me feel bad for the number of people. You get to the end of the game and you see the credits and you're like, "Holy shit! There are so many studios that worked on this game," because it's got you know you're reminded that oh that's right, NeverSoft worked on this game. Oh that's right, Raven worked on this game. Oh that's right, there's enough people to fill another two studios after that that worked on this game. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem though that that to my mind happened with Ghosts. It feels like. It it feels like taking. It, it feels like the amusement park version of Call of Duty, and by that I mean that you go to an amusement park and there are redundant, there are a bunch me. of it is a bit redundant, but I want to take, like carry my analogy to this point. You go to the amusement park and there are a bunch of thrill rides, and oftentimes now those thrill rides are based on popular culture items whether it be a batman roller coaster mm-hmm. or or what have you right and i feel like what happened here was that they started doing that to themselves they started inside the game a create, reflection of a reflection reflection of a reflection it's like oh well, we're going to create a level with this really cool thing and this really cool event and we're mm-hmm. going to have this we're going to create another level where this really cool thing happens in this really cool event and so you wind up with these with these levels and yes they do have you know high bombast serious cinematic you know, crazy events in them, but but they all seem almost out of context. The story starts off, with, and 
I will out of respect not spoil it, but I will say that it starts off in one way and you feel like it's going to be maybe it's going to be this sort of, you know, let's say family revenge personal story and then you're like oh it's going to be like no no it's going to be this big war story but then no it's not going to be the big war story now it's going to be now it's pivoted on a different point and it's going to be a different sort of of personal story but then it's not a different sort of personal story anymore then it becomes a like almost almost like the team is on a on a on a on a sitcom or something and they're doing like story of the week sort of stuff it's like oh we're going to go do this and this and this and then you get to the end and it can't all be t- pulled together mm. and it's going off in different directions and spinning out of control. And of course it has the climactic ending and it, yeah, it's just, it's just vignette after vignette after vignette. And it, it, there is almost no way you could have put a string through these and pulled it together. And I feel like the hiring of the Hollywood screenwriter to work on this just sort of pushed it over the cliff of every one of these little pieces just being their own little encapsulated craziness. But it just doesn't come together at all. It doesn't come together. It doesn't tie together. Well, I didn't find it to be, I also thought it was really staccato. Mm -hmm. I thought each of those levels, some of them, I would say two or three of them were actually fairly fun, but I found them even then to be over way too short. They're Mm -hmm. way too soon. You know, none of them have this space to, to grow and let you really get into a groove and then enjoy being in that groove because they're always going to get you onto the next thing. Right. It's like, oh, oh I just I just did this to you, so now I got to do this to you. Oh, you, you just rolled the roller coaster, so I got to put you on the water flume. Oh, you did the water flume, I got to put you in the parachute drop. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> it's interesting because I played through the Battlefield 4 campaign on PC recently. Uh, if anybody saw my review on uh, Newest Latest Best of that, and I had very similar feelings. Very oh, really? Similar, very disappointed with it. Uh, huh. I know I know very few people actually care about the single player anymore in these games. I'm one of them, but uh, I found it to be very unsatisfying, very staccato, very disjointed, the convoluted storytelling, even even with these wonderful actors that they have uh, that have been clearly mo- performance captured. I mean, there's some great actors in the Battlefield 4 mm-hmm. campaign, and you're with them a, a long period of time. And the graphics are just stunning. I think but... a challenge in these in both these games becomes the desire to create such cinematic moments overwrites the level and and game design of the shooter because yeah. it becomes really hard to create a large sprawling environment that gives you the sort of freedom a la Far Cry, mm-hmm. which we love. We both love. Which yeah. we love, but but it's really hard to have those staged moments and and give the developer and designer absolute control over player position and NPC position and event timing in that environment. Well, the thing that struck me about Battlefield 4 was that you have these incredibly technologically impressive and uh, from a from a um, epicness level impressive moments, these set piece moments where, you know, like a aircraft carrier gets torn in half or, you know, something happens underneath you. Is that something, does that something that happens? Yeah. Cause there's I mean, an aircraft, there's, something in the trailer. There's, there's that you an see. aircraft moment, aircraft carrier moment at the end of call of duty ghost too. Well, almost every level in battlefield well, four guys, has something guys, being... you're forgetting that they're the same game, right? <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Well, but anyway, well, China so... is not South America. <laughs> Every, Obviously, but I'm every being time facetious people, every time one of those things happens, the control is taken out of my hands. I'm no longer playing. I'm just watching this thing happen, and it's the coolest part of the game. And it's not a game. It's not. It's not the game. Uh, and every time you return to the game, it almost feels old fashioned. It's like, oh yeah, we're in a military shooter again. 
that's what I'm doing most of the time. I'm in this military shooter that's just military. It's just a shooter. It's just running around and killing everything that moves on the screen. And then I get to go to the, do the, see this cool thing that happens. And now we're back to doing the... Th- it's almost like we've kind of progressed beyond this with games like Far Cry where you, it's so much more dynamic and you're choosing how to a, a, approach things. Yeah. And, um, I feel like... I want that. Yeah. It's I, almost, I, it's I want almost that back. antiquated. I, I, I would point. rather have the organic cinematic experience of a Far Cry than the handheld walk through the you know amusement hall of, well there's room for both there's room for, there's room for both but I agree. but and and i love it when i'm on i'm on a in, in a corridor shooter and the things are exciting and i feel like and i feel like the I, game. I just want those as punctuation points though because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yeah. give up because i would really rather have the events that i have in far cry so as far as multiplayer goes did you play some multiplayer battlefield i did but it's not my jam so one know? of the things that i think that is really cool about what they did in ghosts is this squads thing and yeah. the squads thing had has the potential to be a great place to get people into Call of Duty, but they put so much work into its development, but they so missed the mark as far as how you how you hand it to the player in in the user experience in the user experience of showing the player and getting them into playing it. Because one of the things that is is great about this is that it allows you, if you want to, to go in with a bunch of AI squad mates and play against a bunch of AI and basically have the online experience in all oh, the online cool. modes without without the dude who's 14 right. on live telling you how he just came all over your mother's face. And that's <laughs> awesome. And, and and I would say... It that is awesome, it to, is avoid awesome that. <laughs> to avoid that. It is awesome to avoid that. Yes. <laughs> and having played, having played a few hours of it now, I have to say that I was super enjoying just doing that you know, just playing single player, play, basically playing single player bot match online, you know, yeah. bot match modes with my squad. And you're also leveling up your squad. And then it has the feature they talked about where, you know, your squad can then be, you know, saved up to, up, up to the cloud. Other friends can come and challenge your squad and you have like squad versus squad matches, but you're not even there because mm-hmm. your squad is just AI playing based off of how you've leveled them up. And and it's a very fun way to play the game. Also, it's going to get you ready if you do actually want to venture into the, you know, the Terror Dome. The, the Terror Dome. Whatever the you want to call it. The seventh level of hell. <laughs> Seven million players. But I have to enter. say that after doing all that. Seven that million players leave. When I did <laughs> <laughs> when I did jump online, I was almost I was almost it's the same number. put off. I was like, this is why people like clan battles. People like clan battles because you can go on you can play in squads, and although your AI can't talk to you and tell you what it's doing, you at least feel like everybody's playing together. Yeah. Whereas when you get online, anything sh- other than team deathmatch in in random groups is oftentimes a clusterfuck. Yeah, you just have to remove it's the a human bummer. element. <laughs> it's just kind of, so much right? better. <laughs> oh my god, this is so ridiculous, isn't it? And the right, problem let's... the problem with this is that though they even spell out to you in the menu, they say, hey, if you're a first-time player, playing squads might be a great way for you to get your feet wet. It 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 literally takes hunting through the menu. Well, no, you're not literally. By the way, I hate when people say that. So it takes hunting through the menus and sort of reasoning it out to go. Oh, here's how I would start up a match that isn't online with other people. Here's how I would do it with me and my AI partners against other AI. Mm-hmm. And they should instead the way it should be because that is the you know that is like the entry point is they should make it super easy and just say, hey, here's how you do it. Right. And they, and it's just the the interface and the way of handing it off to the player is so not well thought out. 
I would love to see the bots sort of turn into drive avatars and actually learn, Absolutely. learn from your behavior so that eventually the bots are also like <laughs> cursing. That just came on your mom's face. Oh my gosh, that'd be so amazing if drive avatar technology was in Call of Duty. That like, would be fantastic. It just it just learns all the cuss words that you know. It's a, it's your it's your digital baby. And then the bots start like, teabagging you when yeah. you die. And then like, it just you're like, why? Why did you do that, Call of Duty? And it's like I learned it by watching you. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did pull up this article that I thought was pertinent and worth mentioning about the ending since you were talking about, you know, Call of Duty and how it feels. It's oh, the yeah. same. And there is a YouTube video where it shows side by side the ending of Call of Duty Ghosts with Modern Warfare 2. You know, it's the beginning. It's, it's the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah. yeah. And it's, Sorry. It, 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 it's true. I actually watched this video and you can tell that they use the exact same motion capture and just drop different. But so? It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, I, don't, I don't feel like that's a thing. You don't think that it's extremely lazy storytelling? Well... I don't. I don't think it's. I don't a, think. Like, I don't if think you don't think that storytelling matters in Call of Duty, I yeah. think that I think that if somebody hadn't pointed that out to you, you wouldn't have noticed. Well, that maybe because I, think, I haven't played the campaign yet. Well, but <laughs> I, I think mean, uh, but, the the point of lazy storytelling isn't them reusing an animation, animation assets. Yeah, yeah, it's them having the ability to. <laughs> you know, it's the fact that. There's only so much you can do in the context of a mo- modern military shooter of like, once again, I-, I think I said this last week where it's like, yes, there's probably going to be a sequence where your helicopter gets shot down or whatever <laughs> or vehicle you you're in a helicopter. Uh, and your, your, your partner has to be picked off off the ground and you have to like slowly like l- make yeah. your way to another vehicle in the distance. So the difference between ghosts and uh, Modern Warfare 2 is that it's a helicopter versus like a Humvee, right? Mm. I mean... This is going to happen in pretty much every military game ever. I'm not going to give them a pass. You guys can give them a pass well, if you not, want. Here's the deal. It's not, I don't think they, no, need, no, I don't think they get I a pass think, for I that. I don't think anyone's... No one's giving them a pass. It's, well, just, but, like, it's just like... These are already so disposable. Why, why yeah. is this a gotcha? That's yeah. just that's why it. it's, it's a gotcha. Just, it is it's super disposable. And the, and the problem is that both... So both games have player character is down on ground and incapacitated. Player character's buddies come and grab him and drag him to rescue point. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's you're right. There's nothing imaginative about doing it again. It, the, the context and characters are entirely different between the two and they put different texture maps and all that kind of stuff on top of them but you're right it is lazy but it was not a pass or not pass because I, the, the story is not like neither of them yeah i mean the thing is people are already being critical of of these elements regardless of whether or not they're yeah the problem is say, the problem isn't reusing it the problem is that they they have the same tired silly you know that they I, couldn't come up with something more interesting i was you can uh i would suggest people doing this because it's really interesting you can google on there's a uh a youtube video of how uh, Stanley Kubrick ripped himself off over and over and over. Yeah. There's a wonderful juxtaposition where he used the same shots in like 20 movies. And I don't even know how many movies he made. I don't think he made 20. <laughs> it's a lot. That's, that's how using much, hyperbole. That's how much he ripped himself off. But, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> he made extra movies. Just, no. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying that at, at a certain point, like the, I think that kind of misses the point of, of really what, what it's about. I, I don't think that that's a, a big gotcha for me, but I can understand how people would be it's, like, what? It's not a big, it's not a big gotcha for me either. Cause I'm, I'm not like a, a, a really big call of duty player or a battlefield player. Military shooters in general aren't usually my thing, but I just think it's interesting that, you know, and I think it's important that we talk about it and point it out because 
Activision routinely touts their franchise as the biggest, best thing in video games. But that did not make it that. That using yeah. reusing that thing did not make it not that. Of course, it wasn't just that one thing. Right. Absolutely. Or I mean, I don't even think that that one thing. That one thing is a know. symptom of a much larger problem that has already been well discussed. I think. You know what a bigger problem is? The bigger problem is that Riley doesn't move like a dog. He moves like Cloud's motorcycle in Final Fantasy VII. It's terrible. <laughs> have you ever been on a motorcycle? Maybe. I, have you ever been on a dog? <laughs> have you ever been a dog? I mean, seriously, moving moving the dog is the most uncomfortable. Like, it does not feel. It's like I feel like they I'm motion a bad... captured the dog. Did yeah. you not pay attention to E3? I would. I would. I would. Dog control is is so not good. I and I would venture this, and maybe I'm. Any whimpers. And it's kind of let me it's touching. Let me just before we move on to the, to the motorcycle dog. Um, <laughs> uh, I would just say, and maybe I'm Pollyanna, whatever. But I think it's less a symptom of laziness and more a symptom of we got to get this game out in a year or two years or whatever it is. We have a hard date. We need to get it out. And it's like, oh crap! How can we cut corners? It's not because they're lazy. It's probably the opposite of lazy. It's probably like shitting their pants because there's there's so many things to get done. Well, I guess we just have different, because I think it's more even a function of like, oh, this is a cool scene, man. Dude's trapped. We're going to pull him out of here. Remember how cool it was? You know, like you, you just think of the, you think of that scene being played out in a number of movies and cinematic events. And you're like, yeah, of course we're going to do that. It's like a big event. Nah, I think that if you gave truth serum to every single person that worked on that particular point of the game and said, you'd need a lot of would, truth serum, they would go. God, I wish we ha- I wish we could have reanimated that sequence. Oh, we just okay. couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But, but I, I'm just guessing. But that's- I think that it would be great if Activision just stood up and said, "Hey, this we've made a lot of money off of this franchise. It's really successful. We want to do something to make it really unique and actually push the boundaries of what we're doing and take a couple years off. I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. I mean, yes, well, if people yeah, don't Activision, buy it, they will. Well, Activision's investors would have a really big problem with that. Well, I'm sure I'm sure that their board of directors would would be clamoring for for more money, but at what point do you say what where are our priorities? Like, you know, like do we always go in on the behalf of the board of directors and the investors or do we sometimes say hey you know what it's okay to take a break and let's do something for our fans the people that actually pay for everything the people that actually pay these investors if, i don't know if you've ever listened to an activision investors call but no they don't they don't they, they no, really don't no, care. listen i know this is more <laughs> hypo- or any investor call i'm not any. i'm not being yeah. naive I, this is more hypothetical than anything like i'm fully aware that activision doesn't give a flying fuck about their their audience right like they the i think the developers do i think the people that actually make the game do but i think that it would be really great if maybe you know they took some time to develop the series and do some really interesting new unique revolutionary things instead of just doing the same thing i think yeah yeah no everyone's definitely feeling that way yeah and and it's it's you know i just don't think it's like them trying to pull one over on the gamers like yeah we got away with using another uh, animation thing no i don't think it was that at all i think that people approach it that way when they when they you know they point to these things like they thought i wouldn't notice (laughs) those assholes and it's like who cares i don't know all right so since a lot of the controversy has been over multi-platform games, which one looks better? How about we ask Andrew how good Killzone, which is not multi-platform, looks? Because I walked through the uh, the 
We haven't figured out what the hell to call it big room at the Gamefly office where he was playing kills on the other day and was and, 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 and had time to just sit there. You know, like you're at E3. That's one thing. But I had time to just sit there and casually watch him play it and sort of soak it in and absorb it and kept on having conflicted feelings between like, wow, that looks amazing. And then, hmm, well, I've, that, that looks nice but it doesn't look that much better wow that looks amazing this is the part of the show that kills me because by the time everyone hears this i will be playing right for it and i so can't contribute so go ahead uh, go ahead should i, think, should I say I some think, of the things i saw or should no, you well, just i think Andrew, i think the thing he's about, about to pass out he's so tired i think the thing about uh kill zone is that because the things that look really good look really, really good, good you notice the things where they where they cut corners you know it's, it's not quite the uncanny valley but uh anything that isn't rendered uh, perfectly, uh, you know, at the same level of quality that the rest of the game is, they, it really stands out. So I think one scene that I showed off to uh, Garnett, uh, it involves like walking uh, on this line uh, into this uh, like containment area, and it's beautifully lit. I mean, the the lighting in that game is absolutely just you're like, oh wow, this can't be done on current gen systems. Uh, but then it's raining, <laughs> and the rain looks <gasps> awful. You know? Oh, it's. I, I I wish they had taken the rain out of the game. It is so, it is so distractingly bad. Really? Oh, it's it, it looks literally it like it a... looks like someone took a magic marker and started drawing lines on the screen hmm. on the television screen. Ouch. So you know, and 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 if if the rest of the game were more consistent, like you probably wouldn't have noticed that. But man, just the character models look so good. The textures look great. You know, the lighting. And then you look at the rain. You're like, uh, what, what's going on? Uh, like the city when when you're flying over the city, man, that looks beautiful. And then, and then you like look and you see, oh, but the cars at the bottom are just matte paintings, you know. Mm. Uh, and 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 the thing is, I mean, unless you really have a critical eye for these things, you probably won't notice them. But but I feel like they stand out more because because the picture is inviting you to to really look deep deeply into it. You're like, oh wow, this is so pretty. I'm going to look for every single thing that I can find. And yeah. and so those little glaring issues do do pop up. Um and you know, as Garnett pointed out, there you know, there are some moments of a uh, frame rate slowdown here and there, but but I mean, is I think it fun. Wait, I didn't see the frame rate slowdown. What oh, I saw, you didn't you didn't see what that. I, what okay. I saw that was amazing to me about the game were things for instance, the lighting effects are are so obviously well above anything that a current generation system could do. That you're just sort of gobsmacked the mm, way the way light wait. diffracts through windows and openings, the way <laughs> light reflects off of services, the way it diffuses through like they have like you know like they do like the deal where like particles are in the air and it, mm-hmm. it's like unlike particle effects you've seen in any game on your television before. It's very definitely stuff you've seen on a high end PC before, mm-hmm. but but not on console before. Um, the way. The way these edges, you know, one of the things that got fancier and fancier over years, we talk about flashlights. Okay, so flashlights, you know, there's like, if, if you've held a flashlight in a dark room before, you know that there's like the beam, but then the light diffuses away from it. And the the fidelity of which they're able to capture that has really gotten good. And then as it flashes across the screen and, you know, the HDR kicks in. Remember, we used to have HDR and it would be like, you went from dark to, oh my God, I'm blind to dark mm-hmm. again. And now they've started to really get the subtleties of how the eye reacts and and how you would you know get over flashed but you know, still be able to make out details lighting stuff in the game phenomenal mm-hmm. just that's the way i felt about everything i saw on xbox one too yes next gen Crickets. next <laughs> next gen games will have will have uh, what does that have to do with anything uh, we're talking about next gen lighting we're talking about ps4 stuff 
You well, you said next gen lighting. Anyway, uh, I was talking about Killzone's lighting. Uh, so, Killzone is gorgeous. Yes. So the, that's agreed. Uh, I think the campaign in Killzone does a lot of interesting things. Uh, I think the Killzone franchise has always done interesting things, but the ex- I think the ideas are always a lot better than the than the execution. Uh, mm. So. Killzone is actually sort of the opposite of uh, Call of Duty and and Battlefield, where it's really not about these giant set pieces. Uh, It's more just like, here, we're going to drop you into a level, and here's the objective. Do it. (laughs) And it's not a card shooter anymore. And and for me, I I guess I've gotten so accustomed to card shooters that it actually became a little disorienting at first, where it's like, where do I, where, what, what do I do now? Where, where do I go? I'm just, I'm in the woods. What, what? I'm in the woods. <laughs> Help me. Uh, and, What's and, going on here? Where's my compass? And they, and, and the game does really encourages you to move around and explore the environment. You have a, a, a like, like a grappling hook, which lets you like uh, travel pretty long distances. So, so you're trying to figure out a way through the environment. Uh, so that's that's interesting, but ultimately the combat doesn't feel particularly satisfying uh the, mm. that that that's that's uh i feel like the enemy encounters aren't that interesting because there aren't i mean it's it is still a military shooter so it's not like you're expecting uh you can't really expect like different enemy types but you know ultimately just you're not really challenged by 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 these encounters uh you, you don't really ever feel like you have to switch your weapons ever uh so did you use the drone in combat yeah so the drone uh is is interesting. Uh, so you, by swiping the touchpad, you, uh, if you hit up, you can tell the drone to attack, which is by default what I do because it's like, oh no, I got spotted. Uh, uh, just drone attack things and <laughs> distract them. Uh, and then you can uh, there's like a stun ability, so you can like take down enemy shields. Uh, uh, but but yeah, uh, for the most part, I think the annoying thing about a uh, kill zone is that if you do get spotted. It just like everyone in the island or wherever you are, you are knows where you are, and that, you know you've gone from this like stealth gameplay where you're just like sneaking up on guys and killing like one or two guys at a time to like oh now I'm just fighting like thir- like thirty dudes and they're all snipers and snipers are invisible in this game so Yikes. fuck <laughs> uh, so it, it I thought the drone looked really cool when you're using it wasn't that fun then. I mean, the drone is cool, but but I think there's like endemic problems in the gameplay that that sort of negate. Like the once again, kills them. Lots of great ideas. So open world, cool. The drone, cool. Uh, even some of the weapons are cool, but but it doesn't really come together at the end. There's just I feel like it's missing that like that je ne sais quoi, that that that, that extra level of polish that would mm-hmm. really uh, make it an excellent shooter. Instead, it it feels very much like a a launch title. I mean, obviously, like gamers that have been through multiple launches know what that term means it's like it's never it's not it's, it's sort of a derogatory term right no, like i think that like, i think that that's that's a cop-out i think that we've ha- seen some really amazing launch titles over uh, that's the not decades a, that it, video games have been it's, around it's not a blanket statement obviously you know obviously you know super mario 64 was a launch game right but that's not i think people could say that that's the exception not the rule you know it, this is definitely more this is more akin to Perfect Dark Zero, for example. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? That's clearly a launch game, and or even Resistance Fall of Man. You know that 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 was like a solid shooter. But so where would you it... throw this game in 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 that spectrum of you know well, those two games? Perfect, yeah. Perfect Dark and Resistance. Where would you put this? Uh, closer to Perfect Dark. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, if 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 you if I mean if you're into shooters, you probably know what that means. 
but I, the, but you know, the huge caveat is I haven't had much chance to play the multiplayer. So I think I think the interesting thing is that a lot of the mechanics are really solid. Uh, so that means that that should translate really well into multiplayer. But I just haven't had the time to really play it. But- I mean, I would be interested to hear about multiplayer as well because my experience with multiplayer at a preview event that I was at, it felt so much like Call of Duty with the loadout system and well, every- respawning. And like, I-, I literally spent almost the entire match running from the spawn point to the center of the map where the action was. Well, because as soon as I would get to the center of the map, if I would get s- sniped or or shot from across the map, I would go all the way back and spend... I literally spent the whole match running from the spawn point to the center of the map. It and, was really frustrating. And and they do a lot of things to prevent that from happening, like, uh, uh, like buddy spawning, uh, especially if you're in a little squad. Uh, but uh, the thing is, these preview events are really bad at communicating these kinds of features. I mean, even the review event for Killzone, the multiplayer, it was just so it was so poorly handled, and no one had headsets, no one was communicating. And and I would say that in terms of like multiplayer, I would say uh, Killzone has always uh, geared more towards Battlefield instead of Call of Duty. It's it's because it's not a, it's not really that twitchy, uh, and the weapons have always had a lot more weight to them than than in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would I would definitely say that it's uh, the Call of Duty comparison is a little unfair. I would say uh, just it's it's a different it's a different kind of game. But once again, I haven't had enough time to play through the multiplayer. One more thing that I do want to talk about uh, um, the I guess campaign before we uh, hit to hit to break is that I th- I, I love the story of Shadowfall. Mm. I, I hate the storytelling though. <laughs> like there's like a. Huh. Uh, I think I think the concept is really cool. They do they do a really good uh, play on this whole you know separation of two peoples you know in this wall and this uh, potential civil war that's going to break out. But man, the acting is just so bad, especially oh, with the main no, main character. Really? And and a lot of the direction is just so like heavy handed. Um, granted, you know I also didn't like beyond so you know maybe <laughs> maybe i just maybe my standards for for video game storytelling are a bit too high God, but... i want to talk to you about that by the way i i uh finished it since the last time we talked about it which mm-hmm. was weeks ago um and uh man i just I, I well we'll definitely it. have time to talk about it one of these days uh but yeah. it's not on playstation i think 4, an, so. i think another thing that was really cool casually watching Killzone is and it, and it still uses it's still using you know drawn backgrounds and and you know skyboxes, but yeah. the 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 sense of depth in the world is dramatic in places. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw that in the E3 demo, but it's carried on in other areas throughout the game that I saw Andrew playing, where there's like there's a real sense of of a level going very 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 far back into the screen, uh, pronouncedly so compared to what I've seen in other games, and that's really cool. You know, it yeah. helps that even more. 3Ds, <laughs> 3Ds. Yeah, maybe on the other side of the break we can talk about 3Ds. 3Ds. Well, when we were here, Andrew, 3DSs. Andrew is Andrew has. We'll get that at the end because Andrew's played lots of other PS4 stuff. He's had the hardware now, and a lot of people are gonna are either getting their hardware or thinking about getting their hardware. So when we come back, we'll let Andrew talk about the hardware, Kanak, Need for Speed Rivals, and then we'll get on to Nintendo 3DS and uh, and things abroad from there. Stick around. Sweet. We'll be right back. And now I get to bring you an advertisement for something that's sponsoring. Um, it's like I'm sponsoring myself. We are happy to announce that our second Gamefly Games game, mobile game is now available. It's called Frazzle. It's out on iPad, on iPhone, and iPod Touch in the iTunes Music Store. And it's out for Android 
in the Google Play Store because we used Unity. So we're across uh, all platforms there. Who knows what we might do in the future? But for right now, that's what we've got going. It's free to play and it's kind of uh, a very casual game. You might be surprised that we're doing such a casual game, but it's a very simple and fun and easy to play setup. Jeff Kanata already likes it because he can jump in and just play for a minute and then get out of it. The idea is very simple. We give you every day a subject and we give you an acronym and you get to try and come up with the funny phrase or the funniest phrase that fits that acronym. And uh, yeah, as you can guess, we're not filtering and it's 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 a pretty uh, vaudevillian approach. That's the old school way of putting it. Or a new school way. Yeah, there's plenty of boobs and other sorts of references in there. But it's pretty fun. Pretty funny. It's a tournament setup. So you'll come in on the first day. You'll create your phrase. On the next day, you'll rank in a group. And then after that, we have two rounds of knockout voting to find the funniest phrase for that setting or for that topic uh, for the entire world. The entire world. You're competing against the global community. You can sign up uh, with either your Google Play or your Game Center account. Or you can use Facebook. If you use Facebook, it's easy to link with friends. We'll give you some free coins for that. Totally free to play. I hope you will at least give it a shot. See what you think. We've been working on it for the better part of a year. First game design that we've taken from a paper pitch, just from a paper pitch, all the way through to a final game. And I can tell you it's been uh, a an amazing ride. I could talk. I could do a whole podcast or something about that. But this is just an this is just an invitation. So pick up Frazzle in the, either the Google Play Store or the iTunes Music Store. Let us know what you think, and I appreciate you taking a look at it. Very very strange to be doing a uh, read for well my you, own game. You should be uh, given a hearty congratulations that uh, you have seen that thing through, and uh, now it's finally coming out. And I, I really hope people give it a shot. It is. Uh, I hope you like the next one too. The next one is coming out in December. Yeah, the next one is right behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is a I've huge been, accomplishment. So congrats. I've been up. Yes, absolutely. Late many nights. As a matter of fact, I have my uh, my Mac Mini in my bag here because I have to go home and run beta builds again tonight for the other game. It is awesome, man. Working and working in in design and doing the design workshops and getting everything together and and going through. As we were just talking about during the break. I really could do a whole podcast with this, but even this straightforward of a design idea going through iteration after iteration of you know how do we make the voting pools work how do you put people together what's the best way to get these submissions and what's the best way to look at the submissions how long should the voting period be what's the best way to do the arrangement of the letters all of these things and you test them and you come up with some great ideas and then you play them for a little while and you're like oh that's working exactly or you have an idea you think it's gonna be amazing and you do it for a little while or you watch someone test play it and they totally don't get it and you're like shit why are they not getting it and yeah it's 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 an amazing process. It you, is an amazing process. Do you think that's a prank? This, uh, I just got a text that says, I just got a text that says uh, it's from UPS telling me that my my order of the PS4 will be postponed indefinitely. <gasps> no, please call our main office. Wait, that's got to be a prank, right? It's from a three one zero number. Um, well, that's got to be a friend I, of mine fucking with me. I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. Try calling. You should call the number. We will. We yeah. will. No, 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 no. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, don't call the number. It's the fucking office. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why Mike is like, tell well him what, tell him what done. you just got. Well nice. done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeff's over here like, like sweating bullets. <laughs> that's what you no. asked me. No, no, we were no. doing the break. He's like, what's the matter, Jeff? What are you reading? What are you reading on your phone? <laughs> you dick. Well done. <laughs> That was very, very well done. I was, Wait till the I was camera, the camera's going to pop in any minute and they're going to be like, oh, uh, yeah, you got played. Ha-ha. That was so funny. Justin Bieber. You- 
What what would happen if I called that eight hundred number? Susie? Oh well, you, you might want to keep the number then. <laughs> All right. Are you actually referred me to Amazon? Like, what the fuck? Why? Why am I not getting it? And they're like, sir, you're you're getting it. <laughs> Nice. All right. That was funny. Okay, sorry to interrupt the show like and, that. And Andrew has already been playing with what you will be getting tomorrow, what yeah. I'll be getting tomorrow. I right. can't wait to get it. Andrew, what is your – what you you did a very – so by the way, if you want a good exhaustive review of the hardware, Andrew put he, he was exhausted doing it, right? Yes, review yes I mean, it, it, it's really rough given the timetable that they gave us to uh, to review the system. Uh, but but yeah, uh, so I think I – think, uh, I think the one thing that really impressed me about the PS4 is I, I really think it's pretty now that it's like sitting on on the table like next to the other consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I love the the light that turns on when you uh, when you turn it on, and it's just it's so small. It 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 it's about the same size as the PS3 Slim. That's and cool. uh, and my favorite thing about setting it up is that every like every cable that I had in the back of the PS3 Slim fits into the PS4, including the power cable. So oh. it's like. It's like easy. the easy. It's the easiest way to just swap everything. Plug and play. Yeah, and so if I ever need to use the PS3 again, I can just take the things out of the <laughs> like back that's of the PS3. Happen. Uh, well, there's still a lot of PS3 games I'm coming kidding. out. So yeah, I think I think the two systems will be right next to each other, and I'll just swap the the cables back and forth. Uh, DualShock Four, really, really oh, loving it. So great. It 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 feels great. Um, and I think I think I really think my favorite thing about it is um is the light bar. Uh, really? Yeah. So you know, it's you funny because like a, a lot of yeah. people have been hacking their 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 PS4 controllers and putting to, to you know, turn tape it off o- to put tape over it. Yes, yeah, so you don't see <laughs> hacking it, hacking it well, with electrical tape. Right? It's, uh, it's like just... a life hack or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> yeah. No. I. 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 I think it makes the controller look really nice. Uh, Did you like the health feature in Killzone where the, yeah. so the light changes as you're playing Killzone uh, to show? Yeah. So you're... so it's green when you have full health and it turns into red when you're. Is uh, that in lieu of on-screen effects? Well, on-screen the like screen will also turn red mm-hmm. when. Um... See, I wish I could do that instead of because that'd be because I really hate my vision being obscured when I'm low health in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the but bro, I'm... it's because you're getting low on health. I know. I know, but uh, <laughs> you're totally nonplussed. Not, uh, not, not into this. I mean, I, I, I would love to see UI elements disappear from, uh, from the screen if possible. Uh, Thief does a really uh, great way of using it, where if you're, if you, if you're not in the shadows anymore, the, uh, the light bar will glow really bright white. Uh, hmm, that's which, cool. I, like I didn't even know that the controller could get that bright, and it just like fills up the room, and you're just like, oh, uh, I better get back into shadows. Like that's cool. It's a, it's a really like subtle way and I think like you don't even notice it happening it's also it, it's also cool when you use it with the PlayStation camera because uh, it has a the facial recognition for sign-in so mm-hmm. like uh, you press the PlayStation button on the controller uh, and then the a sign-in screen comes on and it's like you know like you know lift the controller and once it detects the light bar it's just like oh hey Andrew and it just signs you in <laughs> uh, which is really that cool sounds like it has an annoying voice though yeah it's really <laughs> hey hey Andrew welcome back huh? hey, it's your hey place. come here <laughs> Your PlayStation Four. I just thought you wanted to play me. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> You've been so lonely since you left. Just the downloadable voice packs to go the whole gamut. You never get them all. Why Amazing. did I have to? Why did I have to download Gilbert Godfrey? Uh, <laughs> that's the free one. You have to pay for other. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I'm not convinced about DualShock, though, um, the the touchpad. Like I don't. I don't. It has a weird feel to it. It has a weird, but I just don't, I don't, I don't see myself using it. I yeah, just, like, it's, it feels really just tacked on. It, d- it definitely feels tacked on. I haven't seen anybody I mean, use it, u- 
like in a meaningful way. You yet. just, I mean, I just, I mostly just use it as a giant button. As a button, yeah, yeah, because it has button functionality too. Yeah, it's clicks. weird. You can click it, and that that I did not expect. Um, I but, love the way I love the way the re finally reform factored or the new form factor triggers. Well, the the I don't know what you call it. The handle part. Oh yeah, comes out and fits into the cup of my palm. Just mm. perfect. I know. Your I knew. Palm that, cup. It does, but it fits perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and it's it's someplace where I think that this new controller design that they have that they've you know come up with does advance over where Microsoft's is. Microsoft's. I still. I I don't know. I'm still. I still like the left stick advanced up and the right stick down. But there's something about the way the ergonomic of the of the shape of the handle pieces on the PS4 controller just fits right. It's so natural to hold yeah, on to. Yeah, I mean, it. I preferred the 360 controller last gen, but man, I I really think that the DualShock 4 is, mm. is even better than the 360 controller. I agree. Uh, and another like so, like thing that I didn't realize I would love so much, I love that they switched to micro USB. So it's still an internal battery. It's not like double A's that you use in the Xbox 360 and Xbox One. It's a internal micro USB uh, charger. And like, that's perfect because I have like a million micro USB cables. Yeah, but for the love of around. God, if it's only going to have like an eight hour battery, could we get more than a two meter cable? Uh, I mean, yeah, you, exactly. You, you probably have like I have a, I have a series of uh, of USB extensions yeah. now that I use for my PS4 and, and for my Wii U. But the, but the ones for your P, they won't work because they don't have the right end ter- terminator. Why? Well, it doesn't why matter. They're just mini. USB it's, expo- it's, it's micro USB. Yeah, but you have standard. You probably have the. You probably. But well, I plug the cord that it comes with into the oh, end of the extension. Oh, oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. So you still or have to buy an extender. Though. Also, also it's wireless. So what I do is uh, I have my. Uh, I have my phone charger uh, set next to my bed, uh, which is where I play my games, and uh, I just I plugged in the phone charger into the DualShock, and I just kept on playing are on you, the TV. Are you still using that wacky phone? That wacky. Uh... I still have. I still. Have, uh, so it's my backup phone now. Ah. Uh, when I have to do unsavory business, uh, <laughs> which is always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the government can't find me with this really <laughs> shitty phone that I'm using. <laughs> So yeah, DualShock. Uh, it is a really clean design. Both of the both of the boxes are really clean. The thing that will stand out prominently when they're next to each other is the size discrepancy. I mean, PS4 mm. is super small, and once again, not having to lug around to connect. It, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure most people won't have this issue where they're bringing their system like between the office and right. and home regularly. But unless the, they have the best jobs ever. But but <laughs> the past few days, I I've really appreciated how quickly it's uh, I've been able to just like attached to PS4 to multiple t- TVs. Uh, one thing that I want to touch upon that I thought was like really impressive but also terrible at the same time, <laughs> voice recognition. Okay, so impressive you, because? Impressive because it it seems to recognize everything you say. Like the, it, it, it can detect what you're, it's not like a, a phone where it's like, uh, did you say your name was, you know, <laughs> Charles Lee? I'm like, I sent Andrew Yoon. How did you, how did you get that? Is your not like, like, okay, it, it, Charles, I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Thank you for coming back, Charles. <laughs> like, this PS4 is an asshole. Yeah. Uh, so, I missed you, Charles. So, you know, what, when Who I the say, hell is Charles? <laughs> so, you know, what, when I say something like Killzone Shadowfall, it actually, it understands that. Hmm. Uh, I, well, it recognizes that. The, the main problem is the, they haven't really built in too many commands that the PlayStation can actually understand. So it can, it can. It rec- understands Killzone, and that's so, it. <laughs> so it recognizes that you're saying these things. It just doesn't. Did you know- want to play Killzone? It just doesn't know what to do with them. <laughs> uh, and so, so something like you know, you can you can say like, uh, you know, PlayStation, uh, play Killzone Shadowfall. It'll it'll launch into the game. But if you want to do something like PlayStation, uh, go to my friends. It's like, did you want to play 
Killzone chest. It's, like it's like when you go to the store with the bad sales associate. You're <laughs> yeah. like, you walk up, you're like, uh, ski parkas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the. I think well, that that'll, co- that'll come into that was yeah. never part of it Sony's w- big pitch. Was, was it, it, that, that's that's Microsoft's bag, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so that, that that's thing. why it's a, it's both like great and terrible. I is think, that a feature that is standard with every system that you buy, or do you yeah. have to like, add added? So the, stuff? we have to the, add the camera. <laughs> no. So the great thing is you don't need the camera for any of the voice recognition. Oh, you don't. That's awesome. Uh, so you can just use the uh, headset that's included, or any headset uh, that that you just uh, you just say PlayStation, and it'll recognize it. Is it Bluetooth again or not? Uh, it connects directly into the controller. Not, not that you need a fancy headset, but the mono headset that comes with the thing is undoubtedly one of the cheapest looking pieces of plastic it's, so I the have thing seen is, in it, years. Is it worse than the 360 headset that we bought in? Yeah, because it, it, Many it's, times. Just, it's just Really? A, it's, it's, just, it's a little... It's a, it's, a, it's, a t- it's a single bud. It's not even two buds. It's a mono headset. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the... Cool it's thing. like a it's like a cell phone headset like like it's like your it's like your old iPhone headset if someone ripped off the side that didn't have the microphone. Yeah, but I'm your other bud, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> the, you don't need any more buds when I'm around. The thing the <laughs> thing about the headset though, uh, I did a I did a Twitch stream last night of a uh, knack because uh, I was I was I was reviewing the game. I I started playing it around like uh, eight o'clock or so, uh, and I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I'll just try out the social stuff. So I hit the share button and I launched a Ustream, uh, or not, sorry, uh, Twitch, and uh, and people were, like, logging in. I'm like, oh, I guess I have to entertain these people. Uh, and I hadn't really set up the camera in a, like, good position where, like, I could talk to the camera. So I'm like, oh, let me just use the headset. So I plugged the headset into the controller, uh, and I started talking to people. And uh, people asked, like, oh, like, the audio quality is really good. What are you what are you using? I'm like, oh, I'm just using the headset that's in the hmm. box. Wow, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. That's good. And now so you're wait. a huge superstar in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question With about Twitch deal. streaming? <laughs> yeah. So did you did Sony give us one of the cameras? Yes, we, I do have the PlayStation camera. Okay, so if you use the PlayStation camera, do you get to do Twitch picture-in-picture picture where you can have, like... Yeah. So you can have you in the corner. Yeah, on the top right corner. But I, I I haven't I didn't try that because once again I didn't. Um, That's pretty cool, man. I That's pretty have, sexy. It's gonna create some stars. That is pretty sexy. I may have to order the camera now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you the, can't use the. It's not backwards compatible with the old. No, one. it's not. Uh, but the key I'm throwing that in the garbage. The the key difference. Both times I used it, it was super fun. The the key <laughs> difference is that uh, one thing that really annoyed me about PlayStation Eye is that uh, it connected to the front USB. There wasn't any rear USB port for the camera, oh, and that funny. really that really bugged me. I'm you like, had this cable hanging at the front yeah, of your machine yeah. it was ridiculous. Uh, but there's a dedicated port for the camera on the on the mm. back of the PlayStation Four. Uh, I have to say that I'm really uh, impressed by the camera, even though there is there isn't that much stuff that uses it. There's the Playroom, uh, which uh, they showed off at E3, where you can sort of like play with. Yeah, your that's Dota. really neat, though. I it, mean, it's, it's a tech demo, but it's, a, it's, it's a really tech neat. demo. But well, like, uh, I I remember uh, I was I was playing um the like air hockey game with uh with my so much fun and yeah. just like and then and then it just it just does silly things where it's like okay the winner has to shake their controller and it turns into a a, a augmented reality champagne bottle on the TV yeah. and then it bursts and you know you're just like, if you if you want something to show off your new PS4 to your friends that is the perfect thing and it's included with yeah. the system well, it's free. I was telling. Jeff, if you haven't seen uh, Fallon from Night Before Last, where they showed this off, it it, it could not have gone better for Sony because it, it 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 seems on the surface like Jimmy really didn't know what's going on. Ice Cube's there, the, and they have so much fun playing with it, and it's very spontaneous, and it definitely shows off the fun. My question is like all augmented reality. It's like you do it once and that was fun, and then do you ever do it again? Well, but so, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's yeah. something to like. Hey, look at this new piece of tech that I bought. Mm-hmm. 
show, I'll show my grandparents and they'll think it's yeah, it's crazy. the rubber duckies. Yes. I mean, it, it it could it could very well be like the the Wii Sports kind of like you know just yeah. get get casuals into it and like it's like super cool. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna just veto. It's you not gonna have the longevity comparing of that. that to Wii Sports right now because Wii Sports was an actual legitimate fantastic game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. play the playroom. Listen, like what that is is it's not. It, it's not a selling point for anything, really. Oh, it's no, just no a fun one's gonna, thing. No one's going to spend $400 for it. It's a promise of what could come in the future when developers take that technology and actually utilize mm -hmm. it in like you know a but big a big game or an indie game. You know, you really know what cool I'm really excited it. about, though? Playroom does have a DLC coming, and you know who's developing it? No, Double tell Fine. us. Double Fine's developing uh, mm. the DLC for Playroom, so I think that's super cool. I mean, yeah. uh, they did a... Uh, they're the perfect people to make whimsy. Yeah, like to if if the base app is already like this, you know, crazy and silly. I, I can't wait to see what like Tim Schafer's team has to do yeah. uh, with that game. So I think that I think that's really cool. Also, I got to try out Just Dance, and it, it was nice being able to not have PlayStation Move controllers in my in my hand, and mm. and it seemed to work. There were there were four of us dancing, uh, so it, uh, is it just dancing though? It's just dancing. Oh. Yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, it is just dancing. Mm. I wish it theme. was. I wish it was called dancing and more. Actually, uh, there was a typo in uh in the PlayStation uh uh like review guide, and and someone said it. I'm like, wait, just pants? Did you just say just pants? <laughs> just pants. I'd buy that. Game. Yeah, yeah. It's the greatest. Thing. You you would buy that site unseen. <laughs> I need pants. Just, just pants. pants. Don't you hate pants? Uh, so a lot of people will probably be getting Knack as another one of their first-party exclusive It's games. already sitting on my... I have all my games. I just yeah. have my system. Which games do you have? Uh, Killzone. Okay. Uh, I hear that you can launch that with voice commands, which is really exciting to me. But uh, actually, actually, so one more thing before we uh, switch over to that. The, so one of the frustrating things about voice commands and shows that Sony hasn't really thought it through, I downloaded Netflix, but because Netflix lives in it, uh, the video menu... You can't actually open it through uh, uh -huh. through voice commands. I'm sure that you can't be go like, I'm, a week patched, from now. Yeah, yeah, I hope I, once again, like hopefully they like realize like, oh, you know, this is pretty cool. By the way, know? did you turn on? Does it already have the new Netflix experience? Yes, because that, the new Netflix looks the new Netflix uh, on TV looks uh, awesome. really That's good. TV specific, yeah, yeah it's, it's really, really cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I got uh, I got mm. Killzone, I got Knack, and I got uh, Assassin's Creed Four. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, I, I hope Knack is good because no. your your review of uh, of Killzone doesn't sound to me like it's worth buying a PS4 for. Uh, and and that would... was the one game that I was like, I would spend money if I had money, which I don't. I can't wait to play these games and have hopefully counterpoints next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, tell me about I, Knack. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I'll, oh, just, I'll just what? I'll just I'll just you know throw it out, uh, throw it out there. It's um, it's it's a frustrating game. It's um, well it. So you know, people are like, "Oh, you know, it's from the guy that made Crash Bandicoot, and you know, it, it you know, and and Spyro, and you know, it's it's just like nostalgic, uh, you know, play to old '90s games." And I guess it is that. It just isn't more than that. And in in many ways, it's worse than that uh, because the checkpoint system is so awful. It's very brutal. I remember the playthrough that I did was was frustrating. It's frustrating. Because, uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, mm. I. I don't want to say it's like Dark Souls or Bushido Blade, <laughs> wow. but it is uh, wow. because it's, it's Dark Souls for six-year-olds. <laughs> it is. It is because because uh, because everything. Wow. Uh, it's a it's a very offense-oriented game uh, where where pretty much everything dies in one or two hits, including yourself. So even on normal, like you get hit once, you'll die pretty much. Um, 
uh, depending on the attack. But for the most part, uh, it's a very offense-driven game. And so, you know... Even when you're larger neck? Even when you're larger neck, then you're fighting, like, other large robots oh. and both... Like, it, 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 you can get murdered, like, instantly, but then mm. you're also murdering other dudes, like, really instantly. Uh, but, but, but the... That's, like, cool and all, and, like, there's, like, specific, like, frames of animation that you have to, like, look out for. It's, like, it's actually a pretty technical game in terms of combat, hmm. uh, which is surprising, uh, given that you only sort have... Sort of casual. You only have one button for attacks, you yeah. know, you just have square. Uh, so it's all about timing and, like, dodging, and uh, I, def- I definitely didn't expect that. Uh, but it's just really frustrating when, in terms of the, like, ebb and flow of the game, you actually... Uh, you might like clear this room with like twelve enemies, and you feel really good. And there's a little platforming section that gets you to the next room with like twelve more enemies, and you beat that. And then there's like there's like one uh, there's one guy like just you know that, that punches you like with one good attack, and knack explodes because like I said, you pretty much die in one hit in that game. Um, and then you you get sent back all the way to the beginning. You know, mm. to, like all those like twenty dudes that you just murdered. Like mm. you have to do that all over again. It's like yeah. why 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 wasn't the checkpoint like you know, after one of those rooms, you know, after you did the platforming, like, after that cutscene that happened, like, why mm. why are you sending me so far back? Like, mm, and, and so, good. and Mm-mm. so, eventually playing the game actually becomes a punishment uh, because, like, you, it's, it's, re- the reason why checkpoints exist uh, is because, like, when you clear a challenge and you, you, f- you get that sense of accomplishment right. and you want to move on, right. but, like, once you get that sense of accomplishment and it's taken away mm-hmm. from you, mm-hmm. then it becomes a chore uh, and I think, uh, uh, especially in the latter half of the game, it just became it's it's such a slog, you know, just like. Well, you were also playing it at four o'clock in the. Morning. I was also playing it at four o'clock in the morning, uh, but but man, like you know, the final boss like has so many different forms, and then and then when you do actually beat it, you're just you don't even trust that you did. It's like, oh uh, yeah, there's gonna be another form, and like if I lose that, I'm gonna have to like go back and do thirty more minutes of this, and like hmm. and you should never feel like you don't want to play a game, you know. That's yeah. a really that's a really uncool feeling, and I and I think. Uh, one of the reasons why you don't feel that sense of satisfaction that you do in Knack that you do with other games is that there are power-ups that can improve Knack. Uh, there's collectibles that you can uh, get through the environment, but it seems like they're randomly dropped. So you can find um, uh, treasures hidden throughout the environment, and it'll give you, like, hey, you collected part one of five of this uh, little gadget, uh, and it gives, you, it gives you, like, a little rarity thing. Uh, and so by the end of the game, I had only managed to unlock two gadgets out of like like a dozen hmm. but i was one part away from like all the others all the others oh. and it's just like like why would every time i unlocked something and it it was a part for something that i was like not even remotely close to finishing i just felt i felt really defeated to the point where like yeah. every time i opened a chest i actually felt a sense of dread the i i managed to unlock like actually complete a set of uh for a power up in I think world ten, and there's twelve worlds. So, like, so for for more than half of the game, I knack never changed, right? Like the the, the character. Did the power just, up that you get was it really rewarding? That one power up that you did get, or was it like really like I was a glad, letdown? I was glad to have it because uh, so knack does have a like a special ability that lets him clear like a room uh, instantly. So instead of having three of those, I had four. Uh, so that that mm. does actually. Especially when checkpoints are like really far and apart, um, like I, I really needed that extra one. So it did it did help a lot, and and it, once again it made it really frustrating. Where it's like, oh man, like I guess maybe I should just grind through that game. Like I feel like I feel like the way you're supposed to play Knack is you you have to play it on easy. Uh, try to get as many of the collectibles as you can, and if you if you're missing some, just keep on repeating levels over and over again until you actually unlock 
things and then and then play through it on normal. But once that's work, you know, that's not fun. And yeah. and so I feel like Knack sort of misses that like quintessential essence of what made Crash Bandicoot fun. You know, there there was a simplicity to it uh, where where you knew what the mechanics were and the challenge sort of like you know continued. And you it, it, this doesn't have that. You know, it just it. it 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 it's just so frustrating on so many ways where it could be likable and there there are like really great moments. So when you're giant knack and you're punching other giant robots and like buildings are exploding, that's super awesome. You know, like no doubt about that. When you're when you're wood knack and you're on fire because uh you know someone shot up fire arrow at you and you're just like running around and knack is getting smaller uh, and you're like setting other dudes on fire, that's awesome. Uh, but they're so few and far apart uh, these moments. Uh, most of the time you're just I call him vanilla knack. Most of the time you're vanilla knack. Uh, but like for like ten, t- like less than ten percent of the game, you have these like special abilities which are really cool, and you sort of wish that they did more with it. So I don't know. Knack is knack was really frustrating uh, because I wanted it. I I would I would be okay with it being a simple game. It just doesn't. It's not good at being that game though. Yeah, I think that was really um, well articulated. And of I, of the I'm launch games, I don't feel that way. But knack is getting destroyed on reviews mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if you saw yeah the scores are not good Joy- Joystick dropped a, a, a 3 out of 10 on it oh wow really yeah I mean I was I was I was contemplating giving it that score uh, but we have like a rubric uh, and it's like eh, it doesn't really fit that but 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 yeah it, it what did you score it uh, I gave it a 5 out of 10 uh, so still not, not that's not good uh, but it, and and people that were watching the the Twitch stream, they were like, "Oh man, I was like, I was so into this game, but I, I guess I'm not gonna get it anymore." Like they 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 got to they got to see for like you it's you sitting pu- in my house in the shrink wrap. You, I already opened mine. You, so. you you sit through it for like an hour, and you're like, "Oh, this is sort of charming," and then just like it just gets to you. And I'm 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 really amazed that there were people that stayed on that stream for like six hours as I'm playing through the second half of that game. Uh, but yeah, it it's, I, I, it's a letdown. I'm uh, the biggest reason I well, there are two big reasons I got it. One was that Need for Speed Rivals was unavailable on Amazon when I was trying to do my two for one deal. Uh, but the other big reason I got it is that my um, my two nephews are coming into town for Thanksgiving. So I did I did play uh, co op via mm-hmm. remote play as well. So remote play is super cool. Um, I did local remote play so that I can I can control a uh, knack on the Vita screen. The, the picture quality is amazing. I mean, I, I still think that OLED screen looks better yeah. than most people's TVs. And so just, like, seeing it, there, there was no video lag whatsoever. And, cool. and it's not like I have the best internet connection. You've heard my rants about how terrible my internet connection is. Yeah. It's not very good. Uh, there is input lag, though. So, oh. so I found double jumping really hard in that game uh, using Vita. Eventually, I had to, like, stop playing via remote play because... Uh, I just it got so frustrating like not being able to double jump. But that's jump. a really important issue that I think needs to be talked about, right? Like Yeah, yeah. They said that remote play really only worked optimally if you're on the same Wi-Fi connection as your PS4 and if you're within a certain distance and I think that when well, I don't think distance would have any yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's more. It's a, yeah, it's more about the no, the from router your, from and the, the Wi-Fi. Yeah, they said like a hundred feet or something like that. I mean, uh, well, I suppose if you got to a point where the signal degraded, but I mean, yeah. as long as you're in, yeah. as long as you're in strong Wi-Fi and you're on yeah, the same I mean, network, my my, my network at home isn't that great. Uh, but I think it, I I think a lot of people don't have ideal setups. So I would say that NAC mm-hmm. was entirely playable. Uh, but it was less <laughs> enjoyable on remote play. Uh, but I think so. NAC, NAC. I wasn't expecting it to be so button intensive. Uh, mm. That's why I thought, like, you know, I, I really thought it would be more like 
child-friendly casual game, uh, sort of like a licensed movie game or something like that. But it is sort of hardcore. Uh, so I found it really challenging when it is, I played no, it. Yeah, More no. challenging than you assume because, I mean, I think a lot of people look at a game like that and automatically <clears throat> pigeonhole it yeah. as this kid's I, game I, and it I was wanted, really challenging. I wanted to turn the difficulty down too easy. Like, I got I got so frustrated at certain points and I'm like, oh God, in order to beat this game and review it, I just, I have to switch it down. This, to this gravely concerns me. Uh, knowing my pension, my, my tolerance of, of that sort of stuff, this yeah. gravely concerns uh, me. But... But uh, but remote play is still really cool. Uh, co-op, it's definitely a lot easier in co-op because your co-op buddy uh, can die an infinite amount of times and just respawn. Right. Uh, and uh, he can actually give you health. So like mm-hmm. if Knack is low on health, he can actually like you know give his little Knack pieces to you and you restore your health. His knickknacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Paddywhack. so if you if you are playing it through co-op, I think it's a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, it's not designed as a co-op game, though. That's the mm-hmm. thing. So the camera's centered around Knack, and the camera's pretty zoomed in. So, like, I my co-op buddy always kept on, like, moving out of frame. And, like, it, it sucks when you have to fight enemies you can't see on screen, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and Na- uh, Knack's, like, silver co-op buddy disappears in every cutscene. And there's, like, a cutscene, like, every five minutes. So, like, it mm-hmm. just, it, 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 it clearly wasn't meant to be a co-op thing. They sort of just shoveled it in. Uh, but it does alleviate... FIFA. It does. It does alleviate a lot of the problems that I should have gone that, FIFA. You did or say two K. Well, you, you couldn't get Need for Speed though, right? No, right. I couldn't. Need for Speed is terrific. I I cannot. So good. Say, so much fun. It, it, Damn it! It is <laughs> like you it's chose awesome. I, I'm a huge. I'm a huge Need for Speed fan, and I love arcade racing games. Like I've, I've been an arcade racing fan since like I really started gaming, and I just like. I know that a lot of people maybe criticize it for doing the same thing, much akin to Call of Duty doing a lot of the same things. But, I mean, it's just so much fun to play. Well, and on Next Gen, it looks gorgeous. And I think I, I do think that the, the Rivals gameplay, the cops versus racers thing, is actually very different. So I, I, I think... I think Need for Speed. Yeah, the all, all the the all drive. I think that they're calling it. Yeah, yeah. The 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 way that online is incorporated. Isn't that the thing that the Optimus Prime stuck <laughs> in his chest? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the the way the way online and the multiplayer works in that it 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 really it you you there's so much to do. There's so much to compete. Like at at every intersection, there's something to do. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it actually can be a little overwhelming at first. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like Need for Speed or, or excuse me, it's like Burnout Paradise. You remember that game? Like I remember when I first played that game, um, it was so big I almost didn't know where to start. And, and the Need, map is in, enormous. Need for Speed Rivals feels the same way, and that like there's like like you don't even know where to begin. You just start driving, and you can immediately enter things. Like you you're driving along a road, and you can come up to a car, and like a button prompt will happen saying you can challenge this car that you're just passing on the road to a race. You can instantly be in a race mm-hmm. with another car. And it's yeah. and if you have another friend who's playing online, you can drop into the area of the map where they're at and you can join in whatever they're mm-hmm. doing like instantly and seamlessly. It's I mean I mean so they really did a fantastic job I with think, this game. I think remember that like that moment in Journey where it's like, oh man, I, I was playing with a with a human like i can't believe like we we shared this experience there there's a lot of those like magic moments that happen where uh so it is a little overwhelming but they give you um these missions to like sort of give it structure so uh they're open-ended so it's like oh you know finish a time trial or you know 
uh, if you're playing as a cop, like, you know, like, you know, capture, you know, two racers or something like that. Um, so it gives you flexibility in how you approach it, but it still gives you an objective. So uh, playing as a cop, I'm, I'm like chasing after this guy. He has like, like a heat level of five. So like, you know, he's like sort of a badass. Uh, he's like survived in the, in the wild for a while. I'm chasing after him and, and, and I swear, like, I'm, I'm going to lose him. He like EMP'd me and I'm like, I don't know where he went. And then just someone else that was playing online at the time, like just rams into him mm-hmm. and like his car goes flying off the road and I get, I'm like, oh, I guess I won. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And and there, there's so many moments where it's just like anything can happen. And 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 remember what I was talking about Forza when you know I'm like you don't know what other cars are gonna do because they're drive avatars. Like, it, it's the same feeling here where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of AI cars on the road, but you don't like anything could happen just because of that human element. And that's really exciting. You know, you could be just driving and like trying to like get your your, your focus on a time trial. And then, like, you slam into another car. That car happens to be a cop, you know, controlled by, like, someone else. And he's like, fuck you. And now now all of a sudden you're in the middle of this, uh, this like, cop chase. And it's like, it's like oh, man, this is so awesome. I, I do think that it's not for everyone. So, like, if you're really looking for that, like, that focus, like, here, have this progression where, like, all that matters is, like, you getting in yeah. first and, like, beat these races. It's more chaotic than that. It, it, yeah, it won't. It won't give you that satisfaction. I don't think uh, they do have that campaign where you it tries to do that, but it's it's not what the game is meant to be. It's really meant to be about bringing people together in really exciting and like accessible ways. So I really think that Need for Speed might be like my favorite of the launch games. Uh, that or Assassin's Creed Four. Not, mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah. Unfortunately, on PlayStation side, I would say that like multi-platform is more exciting for me. Than, than at least the two exclusive games that I tried. I definitely want to try Resogun. Okay. Yeah, that's my. I mean, that's my big that one. seems to be that seems to be the winning hit right now. But All do right. you but do you think it's <laughs> a, it's a hit worth buying a four hundred dollar well, new console? Well, it's very hard for? to argue. It's very hard to argue that a fifteen dollar or free on PlayStation Plus downloadable title is worth buying a new console for. But I think that this is the same argument that we've had, you know, a million times over yeah. both these consoles. Of if you're buying a console at launch. Part of it is you're buying the console at launch and right. and you're getting this new piece of hardware and and a big part of the enthusiasm or a big part of your enjoyment of it will be your level of enthusiasm and excitement for being one of the first people to play the games on a new console. And I'm hopeful, you know, like I said, I, I honestly have already opened Knack and Killzone. I'm going to play them. You opened them. It's hilarious. Yeah. You're like, I just want to see the I disc. did. I did. I'm that, I am <laughs> that. What's that new game the, smell? Dude, like I am. It's shiny. I am that I, juvenile. I smell the inside of the case every time I, I open a new I game. I literally amazing. opened the damn, <laughs> I opened the envelope from Amazon, immediately like grabbed through the shrimp, rack, shrimp shrink wrap, was like, opened them up like, oh shit, there's not even an instruction manual inside Knack. That sucks. <laughs> I can't even read I could look it. at the disc. Damn, the disc is cool. Oh, I wish I had my PlayStation. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a, tw- well, I'm a two-year-old. I can't I, help it. I definitely bought the, uh, the 360 and for the first two months of that game, that console only played Geometry Wars on it, so... Hmm. But I mean, that's a game worthy of all. Well, Resogun might be. Resogun that. could be that game. Yeah. Could definitely be that. Game. All right, let's take a little break. Come back on the other side. This is the president. Machete. 
machete, everywhere machete. There's only one machete. I'm not a wandering slave, I am a woman of choice. Taco time. My veil is protection for the gorgeousness of my face. I'll be your handler for the duration of your assignment. You want your business? Taco time. I love this. I will be the handler for the duration of your assignment. Taco time. Uh, I blame Micah for that, but uh, you couldn't hard, we, we could I not think, hardly say no after I think the that. words you're looking for are, you're welcome. Gaga. Gaga. Uh, so I feel like Andrew should wrap things up because I feel like he threw a little wet blanket on my... PlayStation 4 All right, okay, okay. So play- celebration party. PlayStation Aww. 4, it, it's still cool. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, we were talking about the, the games, but, you know, there's still a lot of other games out there. I just haven't had a chance to play all of them. But I think I think PlayStation 4 is still a really good value. I think uh, we talked about this before. You know, it's $400, so it's, all, it's already cheaper than the alternative. If you have PlayStation Plus, you're getting two free games. There's uh, Jeff pointed out there's DC Universe Online at launch, which is a really great free-to-play. Rap the man! <laughs> really great free to play MMO. So like and there's there's tons of free to play games on 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 PS4 like Warframe. So like if if you are the gamer that wants to have a lot of content you know, on your system on day 1 and you really don't want to spend any more money than the $400 that you invested, PlayStation 4 is like a really great place to be, especially if you uh bought, you know, p- certain PS3 games. Like I I re-downloaded Flower, I re-downloaded Sound Shapes. Super excited to play Flower again. I mean, yeah. especially after Journey, like I I'm eager to go back into Flower and play that in 1080p. So, you know, I think uh, I think PlayStation 4 does a lot of really cool things. Even the even the system. I mean, we talked about like voice recognition. That's like something that sort of came out of nowhere on PlayStation. It sort of works. Uh, PlayStation camera is sort of cool. <laughs> voice recognition. It sort of works. But I think that's the Apple uh, trade, trademark Apple. Uh, but. But but really <laughs> really cool though the share button is really awesome. Uh, if I mean I think I think all of us here, given what we do for a living, I think are we're terrified gonna, of it. Are terrified. <laughs> but it's I also I'm it. not terrified. I, th- I think it's awesome. I think it's exciting. Put I think it's exciting. All of us bring out of business. it. So, Try it, to put me out of business. I, I mean, dare you. It, 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 I think it puts me in business. Yeah, it it, mm-hmm. it, it makes it so easy to just uh, steal I mean, other people's assets. Just just hit share and just I mean just, just hit Sharon. It's it. It, it's so. What did so she do? <laughs> it worked for Ozzy. <laughs> yeah. Sharon! Oh no. So, so don't no no. You shouldn't have any regrets over your. Because it's so tough because I really can only afford to get one this month, and I made my decision now, and I feel like now the dice cast number. Shrink wrap is off, bro. Oh. <sighs> shrink wrap is off. Just well, we'll have me. our own opinions, won't we, next Just week? Telling you, me. yeah. Remember, I'm, 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 I'm happy the, with my decision to wait until Infamous comes out. Uh, I mean, Infamous looks really good. Yeah, they, they, no, they, I'm going to get the bundle, like, but I'm waiting until February when I have some more money. I spent they, my money on my Xbox One. I so. I have said numerous times the best decision is to wait on both. Yeah, sure. And that's I, fair. And we were talking about this during the break. So the difference is, what do you think about those games? And for me, the one that was one of the ones that really made the decision was that Dead Rising doesn't do just doesn't do anything for me, and Rise. Rise does less. Well, guys, but you are a you are a car guy. Forza was not like a, a, Forza, a shiny object for you. Sweetie, I was ready to buy. I was ready to drop six hundred dollars to buy a one and Forza, and that was it. That was literally what I had. I had I had a one and Forza, and that was it. I was ready to do it just for Forza. And, and what happened? 
what happened was looking at the value proposition and saying, okay, it's a hundred dollars less for the PS4. It is arguably, it obviously almost inarguably right now, a more powerful game playing machine. I don't care about the TV piece. I'm more interested in playing Resogun. I'm more interested in playing at the time. I thought, uh, what are you laughing at? Uh, Micah just texted me the word balls. Yeah, I'm 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 more interested in playing Resogun. I'm I'm more interested in Killzone. I thought there was potential for Knack. I'm really I'm really worried about Knack from what I'm from what we're hearing. Well, uh, guys, I'm here to tell you if you want a surefire bet, two hundred system to buy <laughs> the Wii U or the three DS. It's really the three DS. Three DS. But Wii U, man, I think Super Mario Three World. Sure, fucking bet. You there's a lot of question marks with the two new systems. I can give you a hundred percent guarantee you will have fun with a 3DS or Super Mario 3D World. Holy crap! I can only I'm talk so, about the so first two worlds. XL XL is gonna be on sale on Black Friday. I want one. One hundred and fifty dollars. So yeah. I saw Black so I might, Friday. I might buy an XL for one hundred fifty. Dude, I I, I literally I played so much Zelda in the last week that. Uh, I have physical pain, not not an ache, but a pain, like in my in my palm cup. Uh, <laughs> that's a callback. That's a that's a that's a, people call that a callback. I mean, I, I re- but no, f- honestly, s- serious, <laughs> yeah. intense pain. So what you're saying is you won't be doing any cupping this weekend? <laughs> no, he doesn't well, need to. You Zelda's around. Have that? Pay. Do you have an XL or do you have a? Regular? I don't have. I have this. this yeah, is, this so is my 3ds. I think that if you had the XL, because the XL has I know. A rounded corners. This is yeah. what I'm saying. I know this I need what I'm to, saying because I have, have man-sized hands too. Well, I have woman-sized hands, and that still is uncomfortable to hold for long periods of time. I know, but I'm not. I can't justify buying the exact same system I already have just because it's bigger. <laughs> I, I will have the carpal tunnel. I will. <laughs> I will. I mean, and for, you know, it's a tax deduction. I, so Steve no. Steve's review went up uh, yesterday, and uh, man, he called it the best Zelda game in years. It is fucking amazing. Yeah. I I love it. It is so good. I can't stop Better playing it. Better than Ocarina it. of Time. Well, on well, 3DS. Well, I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean, 3D <laughs> Ocarina of Time on 3DS isn't better than Ocarina of Time. It's just you know, it's just yeah. on 3DS. <laughs> so, so is that a no? It's not better. Uh, I mean, it's hard. I think. Who I cares? think. Yeah, know, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, oh, it's no, like, that's a cop out. No, 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 it's not. It's not a cop out. It's like, oh, do you do you love your first child more or your second child more? <laughs> yeah. It's like, or it's I, like, I, 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 I like them both pretty much. I, yeah. I what's like, better, Goodfellas I, or the Supreme or or good, you know, Goodfellas or uh, or uh, uh, the Godfather? Yeah. You know, who gives a fuck? They're both awesome. Go yeah. play both of them. Yeah. Like the the varying. All right, deg- calm down. Calm down. The varying <laughs> degrees of how awesome something is should really. It's still it's still awesome. I was just asking. If there was a comparison, clearly. And then you not. accused me of copping out by saying they're both awesome playing both of them. You didn't say that first. I I just I whatever. <laughs> Let me just talk about why yes, please do. a link between worlds is easily, easily one of the best games of the year and uh makes owning a 3DS essential, I think. I it's it's a phenomenal game. Um there's so much in it, so many ideas. It looks it. You guys were talking about Pokemon being the best looking 3DS game. I think this is by far the best looking 3DS game. And and I will say not playing it in 3D, you're missing out. It is a game designed for 3D. It looks fantastic in 3D. The 3D a- is additive. It is it it, it 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 is awesome in 3D and it totally justifies having 3D on this system. It's like I I play the boss fights sometimes in 2D just because I'm 
it's, it's so intense that I start moving my hands around and then I get that weird like thing that happens with the 3D. So I turn it off, but I'm always right back into the 3D world because it, it does not look as, it's not as good a game in 2D. So like this whole 2DS thing kind of sucks because a bunch of people are going to play this and, in 2D. And, and you know that the producer, he actually said like, oh yeah, I didn't know about the 2DS. So <laughs> when they announced it, we're like, oh, we have to change some, like we have to tweak the game a little now in order, in order <laughs> well, to accommodate so them. There's so much stuff in, in in playing with the 3D and looking into depth and jumping down things. And there's, there's enemies. There's one in particular that is so creepy and awesome. It's like a decapitated hand that comes from behind your view because you know this is top down Zelda like uh, uh, Link to the Past was and uh, it, it comes from behind your view in, in, and like starts tracking you over your so it's like in a 3D space above your character above your little Bobo or Link if you're lame um, and uh, when it you know when it gets on top on top of you it'll come slamming down and if you're underneath it it'll pick you up and take you to the beginning of the dungeon <gasps> That's terrible. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> so it's like horrifying and scary, but you do all these fun things where you like walk underneath a grate uh, so it'll come slamming down and slam on the grate instead of you. And it there's so many things it plays with. That I mean, yeah, effect. it just sounds so perfect for 3D. You know? Yeah. I mean, Nintendo's always super smart about that. I mean, their first party games, uh, when they were designed for 3D, they they know how to take advantage of it. And the graphics on the, on the whole are so great. They, it looks like everything has been modeled out of clay. It's just it, everything's rounded and like even the buildings, nothing is a nothing is a uh, a harsh right angle. It's all like rounded and and has depth and it has weight and it, it's just everything looks great. It's so colorful and the whole conceit of this game is that you are linked between worlds. So because his big new power is to turn it turn into this two D image, a painting, and then you can slide on two D surfaces, which by the way is used throughout the game. In brilliant ways. It, it, the best power-ups in Zelda have always been ones that open up new traversal avenues for you. And this does that in spades constantly throughout the game. It's not just something that is in one dungeon or in a small portion of the game. It's constantly used throughout. And you're ping-ponging, well, about a third of the way through the game, you start having the ability to ping-pong between Hyrule and low rule. Low rule being the sort of dark version that has way more monsters and is way scarier. And Princess Hilda. Hilda instead of Zelda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you go through these little cracks in reality and you go back and forth between them. So you'll find a crack, you know, in one location that gets you into low rule and then you 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 can go... Uh, reach a certain place in low rule and then go back through a, a different crack that puts you in a new spot in high rule. So you're constantly using the mirror images of each other to traverse to new areas, which is brilliant and mind bending and opens up all kinds of wonderful puzzle opportunities in that way. And so the overworld is as interesting and full of surprises and full of puzzles and full of, uh, things to discover as any dungeon in the game. And there are tons of dungeons. And you can play the dungeon in pretty much any order. Yeah, time, which right? is crazy. So the the biggest change to the whole Zelda formula is that all of the items that you, you used to have to discover, like bombs and boomerang and arrows and all kinds of stuff like that, are available to you right at the beginning of the game. There's this dude that like moves into your house and has all those things, and he'll either rent them to you or sell them to you outright. He'll rent them to you for a low price, but that means anytime you die, he takes them back. So if you die, you have to go back 
to your house because he moved into your house. You have to go back to your house and rent them from him again. But if you buy them outright for way more money, you get to keep them through death. So it makes- Just like in real life. Just like in real life. (laughs) So it makes the economy (laughs) in the game for the first time in a Zelda game really important. Like making money, getting rupees in this game for the first time is super important. And it, you know, there's so many- Zelda games where you, you do all these crazy machinations and you figure out this puzzle and you get to a chest and you open it up and it's like a hundred rupees. Yeah. yeah. hundred rupees. And you're like, yeah, oh, well that's cool. I guess. I, I guess I can buy a bigger wallet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That's yeah. cool. I guess I can buy a potion for that. I mean, but one now, the, yeah. One of the reasons why I love the Assassin's Creed four, I think I, I said it before. It's like money actually matters. Exactly. Yeah. And for the first time in a Zelda game that I can remember, Money is valuable and you want it and you're really trying to find more of it. And it it it, it really it makes a big difference because now like when you, I can buy some, I can afford to buy some and stuff is really expensive. Like stuff like costs 1200 rupees to be able to own. Uh, and it's brilliant. And then, so yeah, you can have access to all these items that get you to new locations. So you basically, it's a big open world where you can do the dungeons in any order you want, pretty much. I mean, there's some restrictions, but uh and the dungeons, of course, are that classic Nintendo, incredible quality level. Like, I don't understand how they manage to communicate so much of what a puzzle is to you in such subtle, interesting ways. Like, you, you, are ne- you can always move forward. You can always flip a switch. You never have to worry about screwing yourself. And when you figure something out, you feel smart, but you never came to the... You never came to the solution, obviously. It's always like, it always requires you to look at a situation in a really interesting or unique way. I think one of the frustrating things about commenters online, uh, especially on Shaq, is like, they're so dismissive. Like, oh, it's another Zelda game. Like, well, you you clearly haven't played Nintendo's games. They might reuse these IPs, but man, they do a really amazing job at keeping them fresh. This, it is so fun. This game is so fun. And I'm, I, I am dying a lot, especially on boss battles because they're super challenging. Uh, but I, I'm never frustrated. I, you know, th- th- there's always some other thing I could be doing if this one is causing me too much consternation. I go and do something else, or I can explore the world. And there's su- such a density to the surprises and the little hidden gems. Quite literally, uh, it's. It's a phenomenal game, and I I could go on and on and on about it. I'm I'm I think pretty close to the end, uh, and I I can't stop playing it. I've been playing it, like I said, to the point of physical pain. And Jeff, I, and I have beyond. to say, as I just tweeted, I'm not a Zelda person. Mm. You make me want to go get Zelda. It they're like some I of don't my favorite ever games. buy Zelda games because I was never I that was just a franchise that never grabbed me, but. Like the passion in which you're talking about, I'm like, I must go play this game now. <laughs> I think you will love it. I honestly, I would be shocked if you didn't love it. It is, it it is adventure in the like with a capital A. Like you are, you're in this world and you get a shield and you get a ma- you get the master sword and you you know it, it's it's spoilers. God, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know it is uh, it is that distilled those things that I love most. It's exploration. It's discovery. It's, you know, dealing with enemies in a, in a, in an adventure kind of way where, yeah, the Twitch means something and skill means something, but it's more about using your your brain and, and being inside that experience and thinking outside the box. It's, 
And and the way that you they constantly use that new 2D mechanic is always surprising and always different. And there are like every new dungeon that I go into, I am shocked by the sheer number of new ideas in it. It's and the same thing can be said for Super Mario 3D World. Which I'm so excited for. Oh it's like God. these two games, everybody's talking about the new consoles, and these two games come out and it's like Holy shit, they're, they're, they're such old franchises, and yet they feel like such a breath of fresh air. And Mario 3D World looks amazing. It looks like, so good. It, I'm it, so excited for it. I mean, it. I don't, I mean, obviously Wii U isn't that powerful, but man, just that art style. Like yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't need a million polygons, but when, what polygons they do use, oh my God, that looks, that game looks so good. Like yeah. Mario, like I get so happy just looking at the <laughs> game. It's, it's a, it's a game of pure joy. It really is. It, it is. It is a smile on my face. It is, you know, the first, like in World 1-1, I think, one of the first mushrooms you get is the giant mushroom that makes you into giant Mario <laughs> or or Luigi or uh, Princess Peach or Toad. Um, and you start stomping around and breaking through stuff. And it's like, yay, I love everything, you know? And, and the, the cat power-up. Cla- oh, power oh, my God. The cat suit is amazing. The, I, I think the frustrating thing about uh, 3D World is that there's so much new stuff yeah. But you don't want to spoil it for anyone. You well, know? I'm only allowed to talk about up through World 2 anyway. But in World 2, there's... I don't know if you played this, but there's a... Um, there's the a, the, the um, homage to that uh, classic Super Nintendo game that in yes. a similar franchise. Yes. 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 Okay. I'm glad okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. When, when I played that, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. Oh I my God. Like, I thought of you. I was like... <laughs> yeah. And the music and everything. I oh know. my God. Yeah. And, but... I also played uh, with my fiance uh, multiplayer, mm-hmm. and they do such wonderful things with multiplayer. Like you know how uh, in the past few uh, Mario's, when you you're playing two player co op, whatever, uh, at the end of the level, it all still gives you a ranking, like you know first place, second place. Well, now the first place player gets a little crown, and if you get hit, the crown, the crown falls off. <laughs> so so now like the players are just running to get the crown. It's like it's like. <laughs> It's mine now. It's so yeah, just the tiniest little thing adds so much fun. It's like who who thought of that? You know, it's like these guys are so smart, and uh, and and there's just constant amazing new ideas at play, and just your every single level is this brilliant new idea, and 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 seeing it in HD is. It's just joyous. That game is joyous, and it's all it's a a sure bet. A sure bet. I mean, I, for me, I, I, I'm so jealous. Uh, so we divvied up the console reviews uh, so that I would do PlayStation, uh, Ozzy would do Xbox, and Steve would do Nintendo. And every time I look at Steve and just see how happy he is, I get. It's true, man. Like Nintendo, just really, just uh, man. Like it is. It's like. They're it's, really bringing their A game. It's it's crazy. It, you have these two major just takes console... takes a while to get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. It's the difference between having had time to work within the console for a while, yeah. learn your development, have good long development cycle, and launch games. Yeah. And, and so, that's true. And I'm sure we're going to get those on, with the other two consoles. Trust me, your enthusiasm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this thinking... Okay, so I saved six hundred and something dollars, <laughs> but now buy an Xbox. But I could buy a Wii U. It'd be three hundred bucks, and then sixty bucks for that. And but then I'd probably buy Pikmin three. And you know, wouldn't need to buy Pikmin three. I can loan it to you. <laughs> My yeah. only complaint, honestly, is that I've been playing all constantly. Been playing uh, Super Mario Brothers 3D World with the uh, Pro controller. 
Yeah, hmm. I and, mean, and I want to just turn off the second screen. Like, yeah, I, there's, I just there's no, there's no need for it at all. I mean, there's some touch stuff uh, in some yeah. some of the levels, and there's certain levels where it's like you need to be playing on the thing. Do you want to switch controllers? And I'm like, well, no, I just won't play that level. <laughs> I'm gonna keep moving, keep going because it, it plays so great with that pro controller. I need to buy that. I haven't bought that yet. Is it worth the investment? To buy yeah, it? yeah. yeah. I mean, it's basically Clearly. a 360 controller. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, it's not as comfortable, but man, it has like an 80 hour battery life. So yeah. Like, it, 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 it's pretty wonderful in that it's regard. It's great. And it, it, I mean, Mario plays great on it and it, it's perfect for that. I, I, the thing about your talk about Zelda makes me know. I, like, I'm so, so confident that Nintendo will figure out how to use the gamepad with, with mm-hmm. Zelda. Like, yeah. For the longest time, we're like, hey, like, w- what's this 3D about? Like, and it, it took them a really long time to figure it out, right? It was 3D Land that finally yeah. uh, showed off, like, hey, 3D can improve games, right? And that took a while to get to. Mm-hmm. And then now it's Zelda. So I feel like, you know, M- M- Mario still hasn't figured out how to use the gamepad, but I'm pretty sure as hell that Zelda will figure it out. I agree. And and I I was skeptical even. And I like 3D in, in games like Luigi's Mansion. And, you know, there's some of the games where it's like, oh, I love it. It's like a little diorama. Yeah. This... With with Zelda, it it add it's super additive. It feels like a lesser game when you're not playing it in 3D. And I I just I I love both of these experiences. It's it's you know this November 22nd, Nintendo steps up to the plate and hits two home runs. You know it's like it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy. I I really hope that you know the people waiting online at GameStop are on November 22nd are waiting for Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Me too. I, I, it deserves to be a huge hit. It should sell 3DSs. I. It only makes me want a 3DS XL. Uh, although, I, how do you sw- how do you transfer saves? Can you do that? Is it easy? I don't think it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm screwed. Any either way, because I've put so many hours into. You this can't Zelda really. Now. That is a trans. The content transfer yeah. on Nintendo systems is a not happening. We, thing. we yeah. talk about like the platforms. What what PlayStation mm-hmm. has to offer? Man, the share button's great. We talk about Xbox, how the the connect and and the TV stuff is yeah. great. On Nintendo, it's just like just the games. Yeah, <laughs> like right. uh, and everything else about the platform is gonna annoy you and frustrate you. <laughs> But the games are really amazing. Yeah. Well, that's that's been Nintendo's calling card all along, right? The games, yeah. the franchises, yeah. the things that we know there, and love. There'll, there'll only be six of them, but they'll be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> that is sort of the equation, and it's really it's really tough when you're sitting there looking at your you know your finances and trying to figure out the economics of it all and say. Yeah. Okay, how does how does this work out for me? Which what 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 way do I how do I want to spend the limited amount of money that I have towards my entertainments? <sighs> you really have to I think what it comes down to as gamers, like you can compare hardware specs, resolution, frame rates, internet connectivity, online features. I think ultimately we can agree that it boils down to where are your favorites in the games that you want to play you're going to be spending the most amount of time on this system playing games well if that's the case i should have bought forza in the one but then i would have had forza in the one and that would have really been it i mean i probably would have turned on i mean you have my, gran turismo 6 coming out on I have ps3 gran, but, but yeah, that was, that was a big PS3. part of it is I'm, it's not a ps4 but it looks game. great but but it looks great and I'm super excited to play. I mean, it's got over a thousand cars in it. It has fantastic pedigree. Yeah, it's not enough cars. Not enough cars. Not enough. Need more no cars. No one's saying it's not a great game, but we're talking about next gen. But what's we the are, game? But, but, but what's we're the talking game? about we, games. We, no, you see, we, your argument yeah. was games. Yeah. And so if your argument games is games. for next gen. No, no, but like we can, ah. I think we can all argue that, I think we can pretty much say we use not a next gen console. And we, we're still really excited about games on that platform, right? right. Just because yeah. Just because it's not pushing a billion polygons that are like, 
normal map than bump map. I guess, than, Andrea, you know, my, my counterpoint would be is if you're just talking about games and the experience of the games, then what the hell does it matter what it's on? I mean, yeah. it could be equally valid if it's on Ooh, iPad. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you this. The big, the biggest, I, I'm sorry that I feel this way, but the biggest turnoff for the Wii for me has always, was always the fact that it wasn't HD. The fact that we're in HD now, I... It, it, I don't care anymore. Like I, it, it, these, I was, these games, these Nintendo games don't need more than just. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they thrive on their art and their yeah. character and, and all of those, all of those other, you know, less tangible is less, less. I, I can't, you know, sit there and break down a big tech breakdown of it, but I can look at it right. and I can understand the aesthetics of it and I can get the charm and the character and the, and, and the enjoyment of how well it controls and how cleverly it uses new play modes and how, how well, how cleverly it still gives me those touch points back to things that I loved in old games. Although while at the same time being a new game, I did hear that they reused Mario's run animation. <laughs> What? Yeah, I know. There's a video oh, on the no. internet. You can see the two run animations side by side. Say it's not so, Mario. <laughs> I feel like they should reuse his animation. You know, continuity. Yeah. Continuity. I don't know. I don't know about the storytelling in these Mario games. Really. <laughs> I, Actually, the story, the way they set up the story, is so wonderful <laughs> in this game. It really is. It's. A, I mean, obviously, a stupid story, but like the way. It happens in the well. The, the all the, the all the intros to modern Mario games are so fa- and 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 they're like <laughs> problem and, and solve it. And I I would love to see like just car- like Mario cartoons based on that. I mean, yeah. it, it just really emphasizes how terrible Sonic Lost World was on Wii because mm-hmm. like you look at the like eight hours of cutscenes they put in that. It's like none of this is remotely as good as one minute of Mario. Yeah, nor nor is it necessary. <laughs> yeah. you know, Mario, like you walk up, Bowser shows up. And there's a there's like a a, a a word bubble that's just a picture of like <laughs> bad stuff happening yeah. and Mario's like I'll fucking fix that shit <laughs> <laughs> alright well shall we wrap things up with our finishing moves sounds good to me it's the weekend and it's time for finishing moves yeah alright so uh, honestly as I uh, did the little read during the break I want to thank some folks who've worked uh, with me for the last year on getting frazzled to you Ben Hoyt, who had the idea and came and pitched it to us originally, uh, did a great job coming up with a concept for a game and and looking at the way uh, other asynchronous games were happening and and having a take on how to do something that wasn't. Uh, you know, one of the things that we came away with was you know every time you get if you have asynchronous games, you played Words with Friends, you inevitably wind up with a dozen or so people who you're playing with, some of whom have you know whatever reason they play immediately and so you get a play from them and you're like oh shit i need to play right away and then the other end of the spectrum of people who don't play at all and you're like i wish that person would make their move because i'm ready to make their move and you know countered that with a a game that i can play every day and play as little or as much as i want to and i really like that flexibility idle minds our developer who worked on it in uh, a little city outside of boulder colorado did a fantastic job you may know him as the people who created pain on the playstation network also cool borders back in the day and busted their chops uh, over and over, went well above the uh, call many times to do a great job on the game. And the marketing team, Dave, who's been doing a fantastic job on social media. So I am super, super, super fortunate to have had such a fantastic group who worked on this game. And it would really uh, do me a solid if you would at least try it out. And the same thing, wait till we get to the next game. It's so funny. This game and the next game, they're both free. They are, they're both free, so you got literally have nothing to lose. So give them a shot. Frazzle in uh, the iTunes Store and Google Play Store. 
Cool. Jeff. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so this is obviously a big uh, couple of weeks with the new consoles out. It's, it's also, it was big because uh, we just had the other, one of my other passions in the world, board games, just had the Essen, uh, Essen, Essen Spiel, uh, which is a gigantic conference where they announce a bunch of big uh, new where board do, games. Where do they do that? Germany? Hmm, I would never have in guessed. In Essen, Germany. Uh, and so I've been reading a ton of coverage of the Essen games, and I've been reading a ton of coverage of the new consoles, and I was struck because the tone <laughs> difference between the two is really big. And it, 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 it makes me really bummed out that the video game coverage, it, so much of it just feels so snarky and divisive. And it, it's hard for me to get behind my hobby and love my hobby as much as I do when it doesn't feel like the people who are writing some of this stuff feel the same way. It feels like an attack on the hobby rather than a celebration of the hobby. And I'm not saying that you can't be critical of stuff. I thought Andrew did a really great job this episode of, of being critical of some things, but talking about it from a place of really wanting the hobby to succeed. And I think that I started thinking a lot about what's the difference? What do some of my favorite voices in the board gaming community, Tom Vassell, the shut up and sit down guys, which are one of the best shows, um, Michael Fox from the little metal dog show. Those guys talk about, and they're critical of stuff as well, but they talk about it in a way that is trying to convince people that their hobby is awesome. And I started thinking, well, what's the difference? Why is this happening? And you know what? I, I think I, I came to the idea that the problem is that video games are cool. And this mm. is strange coming from somebody who, you know, sold t-shirts on my previous show saying nerd is the new cool. That was our, you know, catchphrase when we accepted our Webby award. But I think nerd being the new cool might be the problem. And I think that people trying to be cool because when, when you're cool, it sort of comes with this ironic detachment that I think hurts everything. It doesn't help anything. And I'm into this stuff and I got into this stuff so long ago that it wasn't cool. <laughs> and I got into this stuff because I love it. And I, I, I want other people to love it. And when all we're doing is sniping at each other and sniping at the things that we supposedly love or we're taking sides in a war, what the fuck is that? I'm a soldier in a war? No, that's dumb. For multi-billion dollar companies. For multi-billion dollar companies, right. Okay. All of them. Not now, <laughs> yeah. the guys in the board game space, it isn't cool, man. It isn't cool. They don't care about looking cool. They're silly and they're genuine and they're not afraid to look ridiculous. And I think that my takeaway from all of this is, A, I hope board games never become cool. And B, maybe if you're listening to this and that sounds like a little bit of truth, I know I'm probably going to get ripped to shreds for it, but maybe try not to be cool. Like, let's not be cool. It's all right. They're listening to a video game podcast. How cool can they be? 
Well, that's the, the I, coolest. I think that's the problem is that this shit became cool. And so everybody has to maintain their cool factor. And, and I think being cool is one of the least interesting things. You and can cool. Be. And it's not, it's not that it became cool. It became about being cool. I think you're right. And, and that, that's, there's a subtle difference there, right? I mean, because cool is oftentimes confident and doesn't have to tell everyone that it's cool. It's, it's the whole, like I'm being cool. And, and you I'm, know, I'm playing X, I'm telling, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I got to tell you about it. And a few years ago, when we, when we were saying nerd is the new cool on TRS, I really thought that was a good thing. And I've progressed to the point where I think it might be a bad thing. I think nerd being, a, being cool is a fail. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> be, you don't want to be Jay Allard. I think that, I think it's, it's okay to be dorky mm-hmm. and love things unabashedly and ha- wear your heart on your sleeve and be into stuff and not be fucking so detached and ironic and, and cynical. Fuck that. Love stuff and be genuine and like be a good person. So I'll get off my soapbox now. Sorry. No, I thought it was a very, you and I are aligned in this. We're, we're both of the love loving things, <laughs> um, school of thought. So, um, my finishing move, I, I don't even remember what it is anymore. I thought it was going to be Zoo Tycoon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's right. Um, but f- before I get to that, um, I have to give a big shout out to a friend of a friend, Andy Sherwood, who is a longtime fan of the show. And um, big love, shout out I to him. I love his forest. <laughs> yeah, Sherwood Forest. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to everybody who has approached me at various conventions um, this year and talked to me about the show and about We Can Confirm to meet fans at the show. It's always so great to meet people and to connect face to face. So if you're ever at a show or if you ever see me like in the wild, please come up and say hello. I would love to meet you and talk to you about We Can Confirmed. Um, other than that, uh, Andrew and I have a mutual love of Zoo Tycoon for Xbox One. And this game, if you guys ever played the original PC version, is like a simulation building game. When If you are planning to get an Xbox One and you haven't thought about getting Zoo Tycoon, I absolutely encourage you to look into it. This is one of my favorite games coming out for Xbox One. It's so much fun, and I don't have enough time in a, a finishing move to really go over all of the reasons why I love it, but just know that it, it, it really fulfills that itch that maybe you didn't get scratched with SimCity this year um, mm-hmm. in, in doing a building simulation game. It's really addictive. The graphics are just gorgeous the detail and the animals and the fact that the developer frontier um frontier do you know what the second word is i feel like it might be developments but i think it might be something uh, the company that made connectimals and that is making zoo tycoon they're doing a lot of really amazing conservation efforts um with the um zoo society american society of zoos and Something and, and zoos and stuff. Like, I sounds mean, like you're something you're making. Up. I mean, I'm not American making society of zoos. No, so I, I have my notes and I forgot every, them. Every, everyone knows that that you and I have some disagreements from time to time on games, yes. like uh, Rise, yes, like Rise, which uh, we didn't talk about. Yes. Uh, but but the fact that we both agree that that Zoo Tycoon is that special, I think, speaks to how appealing it is. I think I think when there's this like universal like, oh my god, or this game maybe is- the entire world is aligned against you, or or <laughs> no, everyone that I've talked to about it loves this game and, and the problem is just no one knows about it. It's the most undercovered yeah. game coming out for Xbox One. It, it's really t- kind of tragic how undercovered it is. Um, but I just encourage you guys to look at it. It's 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 really fantastic. I just hope that by the end of that game I get the option to join 
the American Society of Zoos. No, you <laughs> listen. You can build zoos and you store them in the cloud, and your friends can help build a zoo with you. And cloud they zoos? zoos? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud zoos. Just you see, pat the, yourselves on the back. You see, one, guys. You see no, no, nothing cool just happened here. Right. This, is, this is just. <laughs> oh, Garnet and I just, just slapped Jeff. palm cups together. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and I are, are totally proto nerds. We are definitely proto nerds. Um, oh anyway, dear. it's it's really it's really wonderful. You should play. Uh, so for me, I, I wanted to talk about one PlayStation Four game that I wasn't able to. Uh, the Witness really. Oh, uh, oh jo- Jonathan Blow's new. Yeah, game. Jonathan Blow's uh, game. He made Braid. It's uh, it's really fascinating. That guy is. Is it that close to being released? Uh, it's coming out next year, I think. Um, the next year, you think? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Let him take when it's done. Yeah. Uh, it's he's such a smart guy, and it's one of those games that's like impossible to actually write or talk about because you really have to just experience it for yourself. Uh, essentially, it's a it's a puzzle game deconstructed. So it might look like Mist, but it is the opposite of Mist. So there's no arbitrary like this door unlocks, you know, with this random key and this part of the island, you know, blows up. No, it's just it's just you learning the language of puzzles. And I think if you're into puzzle making, if you're into game design, if you're interested in these kinds of things, the witness is really just it's tapping into that. And I think cannot that, wait. Yeah, you cannot wait. You would love that. And I also want to finish off with uh just reminding people that uh a lot of people were affected uh in the Philippines mm-hmm. and uh uh, Terrible tragedy. And so if, you know, if you are, you know, skipping on, you know, a, a game for next gen, you know, if you're like, hey, you know what, I can I can skip not spending $60, you know, maybe consider, you know, donating some of that money to to a good cause and help 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 those people. Well said. Well, I was watching Andrea there for a moment. If you want an abomination of the week, it would definitely be <laughs> Tiny Death Star. <laughs> definitely oh. Tiny Death Star. Why do you hate Star Wars? I, and I love Nimble Bits, and I was just remarking that I, I'm still playing Pocket Trains and really, really like that. I'm so disappointed that it is actually exactly what people thought it might be right off the bat, which is literally nothing more than a reskin. God damn it, I said it again. It is absolutely nothing more than a reskinning of Tiny Tower. But it's, what a skin. <sighs> But there's no creativity to it. <laughs> the creativity just involves of oh look, we came up with a clever name for different recreational floors. No, I oh, agree. Look, we came up with a clever name for different residence floors. The creativity is is definitely a knock against it. But worse than that, the microtransactions oh, yeah. are so much more prevalent and more in your face in this version than in Tiny Tower that it makes me. A little upset, though. I'm all you've been doing is playing, playing it. it. All you have been doing is playing it. Constantly. Well, at least she's not cookie clicking right now. That's it. I could count my <laughs> blessings. Which, which she prestiged in. She prestiged in cookie yeah, clicking. Times, they're, they're ridiculous. There's apparently like, chips. It's there, there's, like there's, a, well, chips. there's apparently like a hundred levels of prestige in, in cookie clicker. Like, <laughs> well, at least you now have something you can tell your grandkids. <laughs> all right, and on that note, we will uh, close her out. We'll be back next week. Jeff and I will have actually played PlayStation Four games. Yeah, just in time. For that other system just in time the other system come out you're getting the other system as well though I'm envious I am yes I'm envious you, not in time the, for next week's you're getting, you're getting PlayStation NFL. 4 NFL. you're getting Xbox One oh and you got an iPod I, I thought well, looks, like right looks like we're out of time guys looks like I heard you got an iPad Air I heard, oh. I heard all that Kickstarter sl- money eh? I, I think we're out of time <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so I guess you didn't have to get it in lieu of anything whoa, else whoa. evidently <laughs> I did not have to get it in a little bit. Hmm. I should I, listen. I talked about it on NLB, and I even said on that show that I am embarrassed for getting it because it's really not that much better. Although it's pretty great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that much better. It's really not. 
It's much lighter, much lighter, <laughs> much lighter. All right. And on that bombshell, we will uh, take the exit door. Thanks, of course, to Andrea Renee here from The Escapist. You can catch her on YouTubes. And where else would you like to promote? On uh, our website, escapistmagazine.com. We have a brand new reviews editors. We have a a whole new review system. You guys want to come check it out. Jim Sterling is now officially on board. That's our reviews editor. Does he love video games, though? I feel like I feel like he goes <laughs> he against does. your, your I, mission he, statement. I know he's got this really bombastic personality, but he's actually a really nice guy, and he's really smart. So, anyway, but um, you can check out his stuff whenever you want. But check out my stuff, Andrea Renee. Check at, out all follow the me stuff at Andrea Renee. Yeah, don't stop checking out stuff. Newest, latest, best. Oh, I yeah. made an appearance on newest, late, newest, latest, best. <laughs> newest, <laughs> your Freudian slip is showing. <laughs> And the other kinds of flips. Can we please make an episode of nudist? <laughs> Only if you agree to be on it. <laughs> I'll do the it. The most if you, awkward episode I'll of all time. I'll do it if you pixelate. Now, pixelate now my feelings me. are hurt because I haven't okay. been. <laughs> you know how many more hits I would get? I, the, yeah. the, the, people, the people on the corner are like, we want to get naked too, but you know, there's no invites here. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been on NLB yet. Come on, NLB. No, it's fine. Oh, wait. No, okay. Not naked. Never mind. Apparently, only this guy wants to get naked on <laughs> You better get you. You, uh, you yeah, better come on the show. I, you obviously have more important people. Oh, to be shush on. you! No one is more important in my life than you, Garnet Lee. <laughs> That's really great for the slash writers out there. <laughs> well, this ending has degenerated. I've tried three times to close it. We'll try it one more time. Thanks, of course, to Atlantis Group Studios, as always here in Santa Monica. Micah on the boards for us today. Del Rio and Ozzy in the booth for us. Woo-hoo. Little whoop whoop for the for the booth. That's it. That's your weekend fern. We do have a uh, we do have tailgate coming up. Yeah, and there's gonna be some smack talk because apparently Andrea thinks the Vikings are gonna beat the the Hawks somehow. Yes, but. it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jeff, don't you have an announcement to make? An if announcement. Remember, if you're not sticking around for football, oh, yeah. wake up. <laughs> it's time to wake up. <laughs> Click stop. That's your weekend confirmed. We are ghost. Before you about to bring the pain. This podcast is brought to you by Doghouse Systems, elite gaming PCs engineered by gamers and for gamers. Use code TGIF to get a free weekend confirmed t-shirt and a $30 credit for slashloot.com. Go to www.doghousesystems.com to see what system is right for you. Up there at the top of the standing still, I'm still holding on. I've been holding on all season. You're doing great this year. Uh, I'm doing 18, uh, 18, 10, and 2. Ozzy right there with me at 18, 10, and 2. Rich right there at 17, 10, and 3. Andrea right there at 12 and 16. Yeah. (laughs) 12, 16, and 2. Kind of like your Vikings. Oh. Hey. You back uh, off there. You Dave, back Dave's right in there, off. Dave's in there at 16, 13, and 1. Jeff, you have makeup games now because we didn't. We neglected to get you the picks last week. Yeah. Apologies for that. It's all right. But you, you'll have a chance to pick up uh, one starting this week. We will jump right in. We are going. Uh, we've got some great matchups this week. Number one. This is We shocking. have the Kansas City Chiefs. Getting undefeated. But getting un- no untested. love. Untested. 
untested, right. undefeated. Uh, hey, you got to play the games on your schedule. You, you can't do. play games that aren't on your schedule. Well, of it's course, just lucky. no one's saying that not, but I'm saying they are going to probably get their ass handed to them in this game. Oh, I think that's a think gross so. overstatement. No Under respect ass handed on to them. Best defense in the league they have right now. Yeah, yeah. and and Peyton on Peyton on two ankles. One of which high ankle sprain, which he re-aggravated last weekend. And keep in mind, Kansas City is not only not only undefeated, but they are ahead of Denver by a game in this same division, and yet they are Still a getting. seven and a half point underdog. That is an insult. That's, that is that's that an is insult. insult. And as insulting as it is, I'm taking the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm taking Denver too. Yeah. I'm, taking, I'm, taking, I'm taking the Broncos here because the Broncos are at home. And I still think that Peyton, as has proven the case in almost every game this year, I don't I don't see how the Chiefs have the offensive weaponry to keep up, number one. And the stupid Dwayne Bow distraction this week is just mm-hmm. the is 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 the last little piece of dumb distractions on a road game to knock the Chiefs off their pace on this one. See, I think I think it, it's a Denver win, but I think it's a close game, and I'm taking Casey in the points. Oh, wait. Andrea? No, I'm taking Denver, for sure. Denver taking all the Denver way. for sure, all the way. Dave, maybe. I'm going to go Denver. I think wow. I think Looks they like win I by four. After he just was like, oh, best defense no. in the league. Denver at home, though, I think they win by two touchdowns. That's a close game if you're playing Denver. I mean... You know the other thing about Bo, not only is Bo a distraction, but Bo has not has just not gotten engaged, and I don't see Kansas City being able to keep pace if this becomes a shootout. I mean, they're a running team. They're yeah, and they're a running team, and they haven't shown they just haven't shown any ability to no get a for A Smith, huh? Still. I know. I think no. I think Smith is great. I think you I think ran S- him out of town. Smith is fantastic. I personally, did Smith is fantastic <laughs> at managing a game, and if this was an Arrowhead. I would absolutely take the Chiefs. If this was a playoff game, I think it would be closer than playoffs. This. Playoffs. <laughs> But, but here we are, you know, in week 11, and I and I just think Denver is going to take it to them. I just I think. Uh, uh, Michael, what do you think? <laughs> he said whatever Dave chose. And is, and is Ozzy still in there? Ozzy took uh, Kansas City. Ozzy took the Chiefs. And who do we have from Rich? Rich, we got to get Rich back on the recording. We got Rich on our recording. Oh, we have Rich on the recording. So let's bring uh, operations sports-sponsored host of the Press Row podcast, Rich Grisham in here. <clears throat> Rich, take it away. As always, thank you, Garnett. Hey, everybody. Rich Grisham here coming to you from uh, Manhattan this time uh, this week on the road, as always. Uh, All right, up first, you got the Chiefs heading to Denver, getting seven and a half points. I am going with Denver. This is a tough one, but I like the Broncos. Up next, you've got the 49ers getting three and a half points, heading to the Red Hot New Orleans Saints. I'm going with New Orleans. And then you've got the uh, Patriots getting one and a half at Carolina. I think Cam Newton and uh, company are going to win this game. I'm going with the Panther, uh, with the Panthers. As always, Garnett, thank you so much. We love Weekend Confirmed here at the Press Row Podcast. And by the way, of course, with the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox One, we have got tons of in-depth coverage of all the sports launch games, FIFA, Madden, uh, NBA 2K, NBA Live, and the rest. We're super excited about the next generation, as we know you are. So as always, thank you, Garnett. Thank you, everybody. We can confirm. This is Rich Grisham for the Press Row Podcast, brought to you by Operation Sports. We'll see you again next week. Rich, thank you, sir. Press Row Podcast, as always, brought to you by Operation Sports. Great place to catch up on all the sports games, which is something you might really want to do now with the next-gen sports games dropping. You've got FIFA, you've got Madden, you've got NBA 2K14 all out on both consoles. Press Row Podcast will be covering all of them, so you can get that on Operation Sports. All right, so we've got two more games to pick here. The next one, those 49ers. Don't get me started. (laughs) 
heartbreaker. <laughs> heartbreaker last week. Well, look, as I told Story you. Story of my season. <laughs> you're, you're facing the New Orleans Saints, and my Cowboys basically showed once again how very, very, very bad their defense is. I know they've lost a they, – look, we've lost a tremendous amount of people up front, and then we lost Sean Lee last weekend. I'm, I am – as much as I bleed silver and blue, I, I don't even know how to – I don't even know how to hope for my Cowboys anymore. I don't even. We're picking up guys off the streets to put out there on defense yeah, and giving up six hundred yards of and offense. Yeah, and yeah, there's just. Yikes. I don't know what we do on defense. I think. I, I think. I think that sad. because we still have to go. Eagles are hitting their stride now. Redskins are getting back in gear. I think the Cowboys are going to wind up exactly as they started off—a five hundred team and miss the playoffs. And that's fine. I made my peace with it, but it's a shame because we just lost so many people. But I think somebody wins that division at seven and nine. It's seven and nine. Flashback to the Seahawks. I know. Uh, Flashback to the NFC West. I don't don't know. It's seven and nine. This week, though, we have San Francisco traveling down to NOLA, going into New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Tough place to play. Tough team. At Ryan defense is coming around, a little pressure, but I do think there'll be plenty of opportunities for the 49ers to move the ball here. I hope so, man. Nine points ain't going to cut it this week. Well, well, it's the Niners plus only three and a half. But they're the Niners. I guess the Saints. (laughs) I'm going to, because I'm still in the lead here, I'll go pick a first. I think, and you might be surprised here, I think that the Niners rebound off that California, uh, off that California, mm-hmm. off that Carolina loss. Mm-hmm. I think their defense is able to because we've seen the Saints struggle before. The Saints have been on a roll, and I think they have had this confidence. But we've seen the Saints struggle earlier in the season. We've seen them struggle against defenses like the Niners bring to the table. I think the Niners' defense rules the day. I think Kaepernick gets his swagger back on, God, I hope and so. the Niners win this game outright, so I'll take the three and a half points and the Niners on the road to win in the Superdome. I like it. I like it. Well, you know I'm picking. I'm the not. Saints. Are you Ozzy? <laughs> you're not Ozzy. I am not Ozzy. <laughs> you're not Ozzy. I, yeah. So you're I, uh, going I hope, with... I do, does Crabtree come back this week? I don't even know. No, hear. he's not back yet. No. He is not back he's yet. We need somebody. We he's need practicing, some... but I don't think... I, and, and I hate picking this early because I, I am deeply concerned that Davis might not be in. I mean, yeah, we, we, I don't know if it's concussion they said, protocol. Uh, no concussion symptoms uh, as of Monday, so they could probably play. Okay, so they said so, but when they say it that early in the week that there was no symptoms, they need him. They need. Every I think shot. they definitely. I, mean, need I hate him. the Niners, but I need him for my fantasy team because <laughs> I'm in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I'm taking the Niners. Who? And I think I think Gore will rumble. I think Gore will rumble. Yeah, we've been able to run all year. Just freaking. I don't know. He didn't. Uh, Kaepernick had no time to throw last week, but anyway. he's got plenty of time to get endorsements. Maybe he should concentrate on the game. Yeah, was, uh, I, see, the problem oh, is I can't. I can't. It's one of those years where you guys should have won, lost your last two games and won them. And winners just find a way. Yo, by the <laughs> way, by the way, Madden Next Gen, where are my Next Gen Kaepernick yeah. tattoos? <laughs> what's right. up with that why what's up with that Where, where's my next next gen detail Andrea right, what next. do you think New Orleans Nolans happening Nolans happening they're gonna win at home they're gonna be strong dead I think me. dead to me dead uh, dead I'm taking New Orleans whatever. as well they've, Saints uh, as well last three home games they've won by 20 plus so. I know I know I know I know I'm going against the green but I'm going against the green intentionally what did Ozzy go with here Ozzy went with New Orleans Nolans as well and Micah also yeah. with the Niners there you go all right, and wrapping up the three for us, we have the what the hell do you make of them, New England Patriots, at those resurgent Carolina Panthers. All of a sudden, defense so, defense, and all of a sudden uh, Cam Newton playing like Cam Newton. You, and you've got Jonathan Stewart back, so you got the three-headed uh, monster there in the yeah. backfield for Carolina Panthers. But 
the later in the season it gets, the more I think Belichick, the, wizard. the Belichick wizardry, <laughs> like he just sits up there like Sauron and nah, you will come to me. I will, I will fix the things. The eye is fixated on That's you. Right. So you know what? Especially if I'm getting points, I'll take a point and a half and the Patriots on the road to defeat the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, David Ellis. Love you, bro. But I, I think this is the, I think it's the Patriots game. I'm taking Carolina for their, what, seventh win in a row? Sixth one? Th- sixth? No. Sixth? Sixth? Might, might be their fifth. I thought last This will be their, fifth. okay, yeah, this will be their sixth. I think yeah. the last time they lost was, who was that? Some team? Carolina oh, for me Seattle. as well. Seattle. <laughs> It's not a long tra- it's not a long travel for the for the for the Patriots and I think that the I think this is a safe one for them. So Carolina also for Andrea. That's right. This is a tough what one. What do you think, Dave? God, I was going to go with Carolina, but now everybody's going with them. I'm, uh, I'm going to go New England. You're going to go with New England. Where did Ozzy go on this one? Ozzy win Carolina. So wow, I'm I'm in jeopardy this time because I've definitely taken some riskier picks this time. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's okay. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Michael, what do you think? He's with the Pats as well. All right, so there you go, folks. Oh, we, right. got, we got one makeup, yeah, makeup game. Oh, that's right. Quick. We have makeup game. Makeup game. Oh, I'd like this makeup game. Philly, so, Washington. Yeah, we pitched you the yeah. uh, my my division game, Washington plus three and a half at Philadelphia, who seems to be hitting their stride. I believe in Nick Foles. I picked him up on I fantasy. I believe in Nick Foles. I mean, he shares records with Peyton Manning. So uh, I, I'm taking Philly at home. Their offense seems to be clicking all of a sudden. Uh, I think they can beat Washington, which is Washington. More than three and a half because it's Washington plus three and a half. Seven touchdown passes. And what did he do last week? Four? He's got 17 touchdown passes, no interceptions in three games. That's pretty good. Garcon and Reed. That's all I got to say. Garcon and Reed. I'm taking Philly. All right, so he's got Philly on his first of his three catch-up games, folks. There you go. That is our tailgate for this week, week 11. Oh, oh, by the way, we're going to throw a little aside game in here. <laughs> Andrea's, Andrea's repping those Vikings. She's saying Vikings going to beat the Seahawks. For a bottle of Maker? For a bottle of Maker? Yeah, yeah a little I'm bottle in. like you brought in. Yeah. Shake it oh, on they it. have shook on it. I'll tell you this, Andrea. I will never root for the Vikings more than I will this week. Oh, and Thank Kana- you. But wait a minute. Kanata already said that despite his allegiances, he thinks the Seahawks could go down here as well. I think this is this is that trap game. You're nuts. I do. And the last five nuts. weeks have been what? trap games. I don't know how we've got out of them. You don't think we have them. a chance at all? <laughs> oh, you do. Granted, our offense has been AP. all over the fucking place this season. I think, I think, gra- I think Peterson I will get that. his Peterson will get his 120 in a TD, and I don't know where the hell else any points come from. I just where where do you get any more points from? I don't know. Maybe Cordero will get another one. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Is maybe. Maybe. And Maybe. guess what? And I root beast- for the Seahawks. Maybe <laughs> and, root and, for the and Seahawks. given that defense, I you know I think the beast mode is in effect. Turn it on, beast mode. On. It's a tough game. It's a tough no, game. it's definitely it's easy to it's call it a trap. A but, tough game. Game. but at this point of the season, I need to believe that we can win. Oh, sweetie, I get it. I mean, to, look at me. Look at my me. And, look at me and my Cowboys, where we're like signing people just to throw bodies out there on defense. I get it. Ca-ca. At least your division division is winnable. <laughs> you can call you want, but you guys ain't ever going to Super Bowl, all right? Oh, says the girl whose team was never won a Super Bowl. Drop <laughs> down. We're both there. I literally bought the shirt. Um, just one before I die. Have you guys seen that website? 
It's uh-huh. onebeforeidie.com. It's all of the sports franchises that have never won a championship. Oh, Sad. <laughs> it's baseball and uh, oh, So you football. got two in Seattle, then you got the Mariners and the Seahawks. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> the Vikings have been to Super Bowl four, four times and never won. So I got one for me and my dad, Solidarity. Nice. Just hmm. one before I die. Just one <laughs> ring. What what is that? Is that like, Micah has a soundboard that the audience that, can't hear. Is that, it sounds kind of like a baby, but also like a constipated person. Or a duck. I'll be at the Seahawks game this weekend, so if anybody sees me from Weekend Confirm, come on by. I'm shooting a Seahawks video, naturally. All right, brother. We will be back next week for all kinds of fun, and we'll see how Week 11 went down.